If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth. And with me, as always, my tag team partner, uh, the uh, Gorilla Monsoon, to my Bobby the Brain Heenan, Mr. Matt Scott. How's it going? I'm, 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 Mari. What? Mari. What? What? I wasn't ready. Oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. I didn't. I didn't expect that. I, so I'm the grill monster. That we'd be li- your Bobby the Yes, that would be yes because you're you're way nicer than than me. I was born in 1992. What? I don't get the references all the time. I know who oh, they I'm are. Sorry. Okay, that was my bad. My bad. But I'm just saying. Okay. I would appreciate okay. someone I, who's that more. That kind of just. That kind of just sounded like you called me old, though. Like, oh. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's just leave it at that. I'm not even going to deny it. <laughs> I was not <laughs> trying to, but if it leads to the drama, the heat, let's go. We're trying to get um, our Rehapsalmania match going. Our right. Rehapsalmania main event. <laughs> Build the turn. Yeah, the, yes. we're starting off shady this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, um, how are you doing this morning, though? <laughs> as I shade you, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been good. It's you know, it's been a good week. I've been um, doing a lot, so I am very tired. I still mm-hmm. have more to do before the week is over, uh, podcast wise. Yeah, but but it's it's been so fun. Um, this week in wrestling has also been just like I think what happens is when we get off schedule with like the wrestling it throws me off as well you know what I'm saying having a pay-per-view in the yeah. middle of the day on a Thursday really yeah. just it really just throws you off yeah I was gonna say because like we are not off schedule wrestling is off schedule right, right now like yeah. it's not like we can't keep up because it's the train never stops like it just keeps moving yeah. and turning and then finding yep. forks in the train tracks to continue mm-hmm. the metaphor and then like going off the rails anyway <laughs> right it does all of that yeah. and then we're still in an embankment exactly yeah so that, that's what it, it felt like like this week we we talked we previewed crown jewels so much last week because it was appropriate you know for it that raw felt inconsequential honestly mm. the, the the only thing that was set up on raw was the finals for the the king of the ring tournament and the finals queen's for the queen's crown, crown. Um, 
And those, you know, we'll discuss that later. But also one of the other things that we didn't really get to talk or we won't get to talk about is how good of a match that Bianca and Charlotte put on on Monday this week. It was very good. Yeah. Come a butt. Uh, I but. think uh, Charlotte was injured in there somewhere. Uh, Matt, what do you? What? It was just what? a messy match. Like it was not messy, yeah. but messy finish. Messy finish, and mm-hmm. they we'll ran out of time. About it, mm-hmm. yeah. we'll talk more about it. But there was the 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 like look. We don't love it. We don't love yeah, it. They, we don't love uh, DQ or scr- whatever you yeah. want to call the finish. Um, but you know what. Charlotte is have Charlotte had a very interesting week, and I know we'll get to that as we <laughs> we, we go along. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now we got to get to the titular crown jewel. So mm, good word. We we with found Tony ways. There you go. I know. I've been hanging out with her a lot lately. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you having? A, do you have a new tag team partner without um, me? What? Yeah, I have a new. I have a new trios team that we'll talk about at the end of the, <laughs> the show. Oh no! Yeah. I need to get myself some tag team partners. Maybe our guest today. Well, we go. can we'll figure this out. Oh my yeah. god! So overwhelmed. There's so much. Oh, we're only four minutes in, and I don't know if I can handle this one. Um. <laughs> well, so the crown jewel pay per view. You know, we found a way yeah. to watch it. Um, and I mean, it's it it has been it's one of the best pay-per-views of this this year i would honestly say uh, honestly from top to bottom but i don't i don't know yeah. if it's number one i feel like no. i feel like every time we have a pay-per-view we say oh my god the wwe this is like the best one but we for like they're not cons- i think they've been consistently giving us good stuff you know what i'm saying like extreme rules without the rules was, was pretty okay it was pretty good you know SummerSlam yeah. was the better outing there if i remember correctly so it's just like it this this pay-per-view was stacked like we we said it would would be i mean i still maybe i have to probably go back and watch it at some point but just wrestling overall even beyond wwe at the beginning of september aw's all out was for me oh, yeah. next level no no so they're talking about for me. wwe yeah 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 best pay-per-view exactly. for wwe exactly exactly yeah, exactly and so it's interesting yeah but i'm i'm with you i think let me just put this out here here up front just to like drop uh not drop a bomb but like just to go dive right in like one of the things with with the show with crown jewel that always throws me off is the women on the card and how they're not able to wear their ring gear Mm. and that's Mm -hmm. something that i could i i don't think i've really been able to get that out of my head from like the first time that they had a women's match which was Mm -hmm. um i think the the lacy natalia match a couple years ago um to 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 now it's just it's um we'll we'll yeah i i mean i guess this is our time to talk about it yeah that's (laughs) i was like maybe we'll get to it later but no that that always throws me off especially because we go from like monday night raw where they're wearing their ring gear their beautiful Mm -hmm. ring gear and then um, you know, we follow it up with SmackDown where they're back in their gear, but uh, Crown Jewel, you know, they're still not able to like dress like they want to and like fully be in their characters, which is the thing that throws me off the most with, with the women's competitors for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I'm of two minds of it. Like it's yeah. hard. It's hard for me because I don't, I, I feel like you, sh- you need to respect people's cultural, um, 
you know, when it when it comes to aspects aspects of culture, like yeah, it feels so you know western to me to think like oh i'm in your place but i'm not gonna go by your rules i'm Mm -hmm. from the west you know i'm saying i'm gonna go by my rules so i i'm not that i don't like that i feel it that can be very culturally disrespectful yeah so um i don't mind the women covering up um for for those matches because it's their i i I think they're given the choice you know what i'm saying like they're given the like if you don't want to cover up that you don't have the match, you know what I'm yeah. saying? In a sense, and you know, we're constantly having that style of debate. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this time, I, like it's you yeah. know, it, it's it's a requirement for for their culture, and so I don't want to disrespect a culture, um, but I also uh, yeah. understand. I think we talked about it last week. Understand that, like, it's not the fans that I have an issue with because I, that's another thing. The crowd was just so hot. Uh, there mm-hmm. at Saudi Arabia they love this product they love yeah. WWE so a lot of those people like I you know I try to kind of follow um people who were there and all that and it just it means a lot to the actual yeah. people there so I don't want to take away from that like you know we said so that supportive. we disagree with some of maybe the the political I mean, a lot of it, it, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think that the, and I think that's like where the complexity comes in. You know what? Honestly, even going back to my comment, it's not even as much, because we could get into the, we could get into the politics of all of it, right? Right. Like talking about Saudi Arabia and and everything else. We have on the podcast a little bit with like different issues and things that have come up around this, um, you know, this pay-per-view especially. But one thing I would say is, I think the thing that throws me off is that like the 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 women specifically don't have they have to wear the t-shirts they don't have like custom yeah. gear that's mm-hmm. like this is the gear that we wear for Fits the body. Yeah. I actually thought Bianca probably had something but um it was just her her shirt but um yeah, yeah it's uh, but you mean aesthetic only. you were just talking about aesthetically, aesthetically. I'm all about okay, the aesthetics right. yes mm-hmm. that's me. like it just I'm, aesthetically threw you off exactly exactly gotcha. that makes yeah. sense I know yeah. that's me. I'm too much. No, it's okay. Too much, too much of the fashion. Too much of the fashion. Too much of to, the fashion. Too um, much of the fashion. That's why I'm here. So, um, I, the 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 biggest takeaways from Crown yeah. Jewel for me was, of course, Seth and Edge. I mean, wow. So I was watching that match. Um, that was like the one match that I watched it. with like with one of my best. Well, with my best friend Eric. And, you know, it's funny because I was just watching this and um, he was there and watching it and like, what? What's going on? This is wild. Like, this yeah. is what's happening in wrestling right now. <laughs> what? And just like freaking out at everything from like Edge being pushed off of the ropes against the cage through a table and, and just mm-hmm. like, or uh, you Seth push. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Edge pushing mm-hmm. Seth. Push through the table. Mm-hmm. And then like Edge being thrown into the cage multiple mm-hmm. times face first and just all of Jeez. it is so barbaric, truly. So much, um, yeah. But it's like it's it's interesting to see those moments where people are captivated by what's on the show, and it, you know, I, I they did such an amazing job with that match. Uh, on top mm-hmm. of the fact that um, they did make history for WWE with having, um, well, having the I don't know if it was just the first. Woman or first female referee to oh referee yeah, Helen and Sean Mass, I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. it, but definitely the first female referee to to ref the Saudi show, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jessica Carr. Love, yeah, love Lady Ref at Lady Ref Jeff. 
Jess on um, Twitter, and yeah. she apparently did their whole trilogy. Like she did all three of their matches. So it's that's so yeah. amazing. Like she's so cool, and it and it just goes to show you, like it does. Anybody can do it. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it it doesn't matter. Like normally we when they started introducing um, lady referees, they just had them refereeing the women's matches. So it's so cool that like she's in there and one of the biggest programs, and that she will yeah. be in all of those those clips and talked about. And what people don't and some people might not understand this is like the referees do play a part in helping lay out the match, like the, a huge, huge part. So she was in there. She was being a contributor to this, um, this feud and edge thanked her for it. So yeah, that's the thing that I saw that I um, really appreciated and loved was just like a long Facebook post from edge that was mm-hmm. about Jess and, and how, proud he was and how great it is and to have someone who is that uh not even seasoned but like that renowned in the business yeah. um, like giving the shout out or giving the rub as the yeah. kids say um is really cool so if you're checking us out on youtube you could see the picture of jess at wwe lady ref um on twitter and yeah she did an awesome job anything else though about this match that kind of stands out to you mari nope just wanted to just briefly shout it out yeah um next up we had the women's triple threat which i liked it was great it did feel like they were kind of being rushed though M- maybe because at this point they went on right before um roman and brock right. and it had already been like three and a half hours i want to say i think the, the pay-per-view ended up being like four something like yeah four and a half i don't yeah. know but it, it did kind of feel like at first they were like kind of like rushing through some of their spots and stuff. But they it it seemed like everything settled down. They all had some really good chemistry. Um, Bianca showed out as like, I mean as, as always. always. Come on, Bianca! They, like one day, just give us a bad performance. Like just one, <laughs> take a break. Just take your foot off our neck. Be less perfect. That's what we want. Right. So like it, you know, it was it was really good. And I mean, we'll talk about it later. Famous last words, but like mm-hmm. um Becky ends up retaining, which Matt Matt called. He also called a uh, a title exchange. But um yeah, it uh, the results, mm, yeah. but the match was, I, I really, I really enjoyed the, the match um, here. Uh, interesting to see where it's going to go on Monday. Yeah. What did you think, Matt? It was a really great match. Again, I think I, I just, I found myself so distracted because I'm used to seeing them mm. like in their gear doing their thing. So I don't know if that like affects them in the ring or how they move about the ring or how they work. I don't know if there's, I actually do wonder, and I'd be so curious to know if there's like anything different about how they wrestle under that circle, uh, like being on the Saudi shows yeah. than normally. But it felt different, but it, like it's a dream match on paper, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a really solid, solid match. I think yeah. that um, Bianca always looks so great in the matches. Like they make her look so great as a competitor and yeah. highlight her, sh- literally highlight her strength time and time and time and time again and so i love that 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 to me just always makes me feel good um that that they always make her look so good and i'm glad that like sasha 
is in the spot that she's in, where apparently we will, you know, we'll talk about this more, but we'll probably see her with Charlotte from here on. And then, of course, Becky and Bianca probably have a score to settle. So we'll see where that goes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm I'm pumped. I'm like, this was awesome. Exactly. So we'll we'll see where it goes, because. Yeah, the last three weeks have been really good with just banger match after banger match after banger match. But to do all of that and still get have the same results is kind of like. Right. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, then uh, finally, we, uh, the like one of the biggest highlights that we're we'll talk about right now uh, um, is you know Roman versus Brock. That was. Uh, a very Roman Brock match, a lot of hard hitting, a lot of multiple finishing moves. Like I got to put him down. I have to do four Superman punches and three spears and Brock F five Roman at least like three times. And yeah, uh, you know, but like they they have such good chemistry together. Oh, they yeah. he took him back to Suplex City, of course. Um, yeah. but you know, then we get the ref bump. Yeah, which look, Charles Robinson and, and his, you know what the thing that's hilarious to me about one of one of the things that's hilarious to me about WWE is that like whenever they know that like a spot or you know one of the that something in a match was nailed, they will like replay and replay and replay and replay. Was that Chad Patton as the ref in that match? I don't know who the ref. No, was. no, no. That was a little Nate. Top of my head. That was that was little Nate. That yeah. was Charles Robinson. Yeah, Charles Robinson. So he like he takes the hardest bumps. He, I swear to gosh. Exactly. So that was <laughs> they played that time and time again. But that was awesome to see. Um, Paul Heyman played mm-hmm. a very interesting role in this match. Man, um, oh man. Yeah. yeah, we got both the champ. Both you got Roman and Brock laying like dead. <laughs> Literally, this man like he puts par- the- dick parallel to each other. Yeah, and he's and- like, you know what to do, and throws the championship right in the middle, directly the in the middle. What, like, what a great performer! That's the best thing that Paul Heyman ever yeah. done in wrestling. I, I, I might argue, and then also. The promo before the match, he was like, they're like, Paul, well, you know, like it's been it's been crazy the last few weeks. Are you Brock's advocate? Blah, 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 blah. And he does a little bit of whatever. But he says, yeah. oh, the one thing I know is I am entering the ring with the reigning, defending WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, yeah. whatever. And he said, and I will leave the ring with the reigning, defending Universal Champion. I was like, that wasn't a name. That was not I a name. Fire him. Sir. That wasn't fire, a name. He's fired. <laughs> that sounds like no matter what, who won, you was gonna be leaving with them. So, Jeez, and thanks. I love that. And Again, we will talk. We will talk more about yeah. Paul Heyman at, during uh, the SmackDown so portion of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't trust him. He's yeah. Fine. Why would it talk? I'm. Not, I'm gonna. I'm gonna calm myself down because yeah. I would fire him <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> Um, but we do, we do have one question before we move on from Crown oh. Jewel from Alex from the Job Had to Squadcast Facebook group. He says, "Why does this company still want to try to make people think that Goldberg is still the 1990s version of himself? The Crown Jewel pay per view as a whole was good, or at least inoffensive. Mm. But <laughs> but, mean... seeing, but seeing <laughs> them book Goldberg to beat the Hurt Business, yeah. but um, but." 
uh, primarily the recent former WWE champion in Bobby Lashley, just does not help anybody and more so damages Lashley. So, I mean, I... I can see that, Alex, but uh, I mean, we saw this coming. When you when you make something personal about a child, yeah. and that's the baby face, and then you add a stipulation like no holds barred, and he's an older person. Like we all knew Goldberg was winning. Like I mean, we we knew this was winning. He was winning. The good thing though is that he didn't beat Bobby Lashley like how he beat Dolph Ziggler with just a spear and a jackhammer and, and knocking his shoes go. off. Right, like. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I understand why we're all, we, we can be mad and be like, man, Goldberg shouldn't have went over on Bobby Lashley, but at least it took like 80 spirits, a really nice jackhammer by Goldberg, by the way, like, you know, with the, with the Lashley assist, but it, yeah. it looked good, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, a good, and I mean, a good had, finish. Had to put him through a table. Mm-hmm. A strong finish. With a whole bunch of airbags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, it's, I it is what anything. it is. It was a lot. It was a lot of airbags. It's it's, it's literally a thing where as I like casually took notes, I was like, I'm just going to ignore the fact that um, it's a spear off the stage. That is devastating, Maureen. Let's ignore the airbags that were there on the other end. (laughs) Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, let's pretend we didn't suspend this. The funny thing is, but again, like I don't, I don't mind. I'm not about to heckle somebody for taking a safe bump we you know you go back to that jericho no that'd be horrible bump, bump off the the cage so it it's fine uh it's fine you know so yeah and you know what's also fine bill goldberg because he does not look that much older than he did 20 years ago so i mean okay yeah, 25 yeah. years look he he his look and not maybe it's something generous. about being like a bald muscular man but I, he doesn't look that much more beat down. Like to me, he kind of has always looked ageless, and now he has that angry dad strength, which I think. Um, well, pays the off. good thing is, hopefully, we won't be seeing him too much more. But we'll Soon see. Anytime. I because yeah. he he wasn't drafted, I don't believe. Yeah. No, we don't. But yeah. We don't. He always, but he always does this. He shows up for the Saudi pay per views because yeah. they give him like $5 million or whatever. Okay. I'm not, oh, a, that's oh, allegedly, oh. I'm not a news source, but he gets yeah. paid a lot to show up yeah, to the, he does the Saudi get paid ones. a lot from so, what we know, right? So, yeah. That's yeah. why he appears only at the Saudi ones. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like around them. But you know what? Yeah. That's kind of like the, that's the, to me you know you always say this Mari not everything is for everyone in wrestling and it's a variety show for that reason and so in my head I kind of just I'm like oh okay yeah the match happened and we move on you know and and I think Bobby Lashley will be fine I don't worry about his future yep yeah wrestling is for everyone but not all wrestling is for everyone deep all right hold her on that yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Okay, so I think that's it. I think we can go into our plugs, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. We can go into our plugs. So, um, you know, just to kind of like start us out, just to let everyone know, um, you could get in touch with us. We want you to email us, connect with us on social media. Um, email us at wrestling at robpezawebsite.com. Mari and I, we, we're, we're looking out for your emails literally right now. We are just sitting, staring at our phones, looking for a notification of you emailing us at wrestling at com. So send us an email. Hit us up. We want to hear from you with questions, reactions, thoughts. Let us know how you felt about Crown Jewel. Um, let us know how you felt about what we're about to talk about. Um, again, wrestling at Um, And you can use hashtag wrestling wrap up on social media to join the conversation at wrestling wrap up on Twitter. And Mari, where else can the people find us? Um, they can also find us at Jab Has a Squadcast in the Facebook group. Um, let us know if you want to get in there. That's where the RHAP uh, patrons or you know community that love wrestling. That's where we go to chat, chat, chat. Um, also, I definitely want to shout out Force of Will for keeping the hashtag Wrestling Rehab up yeah. hashtag alive. I love, I love all mm-hmm. your takes. Will keep them coming. Uh, <laughs> you can also, uh, we have our own podcast feed. Look up Wrestling Rehab up wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we do. We will have a link. You'll find the link to all of the the podcast feeds. We'll look for it. We'll set that we'll up for us. We have to, we'll find it. We'll find it. Yeah. I don't know exactly we'll it. where it is, but we'll find right. it and we'll give it to you. And then ho- hopefully you're looking at our lovely faces here on YouTube at Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, go to Rob Has a Podcast on YouTube, then search Wrestling Rehab Up and you'll see our video podcast, which is very useful. Um, yeah. And then finally, uh, you want to join the Patreon. You want to join the RHAP Patreon. Um, go to www.patreon.com slash RHAP to join this exclusive RHAP community where you can get early access to an exclusive access to podcasts, um, to patron five for fives or patient, uh, patron feedback shows. So it's a great community. You get access to a lot of uh, podcasters like myself and Matt. We've been on the, the patron shows. Um, so definitely go check us out and sign up for RHAP Patreon. All right. That's yeah. it. Let's get these, let's get these guests on here, man. Yeah. Are you ready? That's it. Wow. Okay. 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 We're coming in hot. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. We have two guests. Yes, we this do. A lot. But first out of a turn guest making her way to the podcast. Please welcome, hailing from Houston, Texas, the Houston Rocket, the Super Mom, the Millennial Mom. Her appendix is still in. Tact 
and she's 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 coming at you, coming at you. We're about to get real with the one, the only Kelsey Rose Money. Oh, I was not expecting that. That was amazing. Look, you're yeah. amazing. And you're back. Uh, I don't know what you did with your tag team partner, Jason Reed. We'll have to uh, update on that as we go along. But first, I want to introduce your new, your new ooh. tag team partner. Please welcome the one, the only. She is Someone who is so multi-talented that I could go through her entire resume and it would be overwhelming for me to do that. I could talk yeah. about her being a, let's just call her a lawyer, being a lawyer, being a master's person, being uh, someone who's Afro-Latina and has a great podcast that's out on RHAP on Hispanic and Latinx representation uh, with Felipe and Umberto. Uh, we could talk about her uh, coming from two podcasts, not just RHAP, but the silent podcast. That's right. This guest has two jobs. Please welcome performing artist, multi-talented podcaster, peace, love. Jen, Geneva, welcome to the Wrestling Rahap Up! Yeah, Geneva! What a wonderful introduction, Matt. Thank you so much. And also, I'm, I'm not a licensed attorney. I'm a too well in law school so let's Close just enough. say i cannot give legal advice but um otherwise <laughs> we love that you put in that legal disclaimer that's <laughs> very on brand yeah. <laughs> but you know what in in another you know uh three and a half semesters or so Jeez. you know mm. I'll, I'll be i'll be through Le- it I'll be less done. than More power any to of you. us have to mm-hmm. become lawyers so yeah. And we, yeah we do there's a lot of legal stuff that happens and or illegal stuff depending we, on how you look at it that happens yeah wrestling. so maybe we'll get into it and you, you missed all the contract signings you're almost uh, yeah. your opinion I just love how the intro is. Geneva is a lawyer and Kelsey still has her appendix. <laughs> well, That's like, and, and kids, too. Like the, that, was, that was it. I mean, I still have That's my, my appendix, favorite. too, I guess. Okay. At least I think wow. so. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever lost it. To my mm. I don't. So. I have it, too. Mari, yeah. how's your appendix doing? I think it's fine. Not, no bursting <gasps> over here. So we're good. good. Wow. A full and- house of appendixes. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God. Yes, please knock on some wood. <laughs> oh, I want to stay. We're so happy to have you here, ladies. Uh, we, you know, we've had a pretty good run. We've, um, We've invited like a lot of women guests lately. We've been switching Whoop. it up, making sure we're getting some um some different perspectives ladies, on the show. Is it ladies season? Ladies yeah. year? Ladies even, night? Yeah, of, for I mean, the night week year. Yep, it's a thing. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a theme. That's yeah. That's what we're doing. So, uh, yeah. So, Kelsey, we talked to you a few months ago. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago. What are your thoughts coming back, stepping back into the wrestling ring? I love it. I It's been fun to catch up with the characters. Um, a lot of the same ones from last time. I'm missing some faces of some people that were involved in the last podcast, but there's some some reoccurring. So it's fun to see what everybody's up to. And then some new faces this time that weren't a part of the last one. So I feel like wrestling is the gift that keeps on giving. There's always something new. I like the stories. I'm excited mm-hmm. to get into it. 
And we didn't pay you to say that at all. Not at all. Exactly. No. So, Sorry. Real quick to put you on the spot. What are, what was uh, at least one new face that you're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, the like the first story we're getting into wasn't there last time. The um the family where they adopted yes. an adult <laughs> human and then like dealing with the suitor, like not into it. They're all the same age. Mm. Like it's really interesting. The dad daughter dynamic where like. I, I was very interested with that whole storyline. So that was not there last time. Kelsey, I know no. a few a couple months ago now, you were talking about Nanny 911 right. uh, with Rob, with Rob Sestrino with Chappelle over right. on the RHP Rewind. You just like, we, we all know families come in all shapes and sizes. So you can't Absolutely. judge. Absolutely. can't judge. I mean, no, can. but it does seem like there is some work in that family that Nanny 911 could address. Like she mm-hmm. could probably have some work to do there. So <laughs> I don't know. Thing. Yeah. No one's above help. Right, One of exactly. the nannies. I know. I, I always forget that Nanny 911 is like five different nannies to choose from. Maybe <laughs> yeah. all five of them could be called in here to really sort through the mess. They could get in the ring. That's a whole other angle we could do. Vince McMahon, uh, head of WWE, if you are listening, that is your million dollar idea. Yeah. You couldn't not watch that. You couldn't. No. Nannies. Man. Is that what we, I, anything I, else about nannies? I mean, how much more about nannies do we need to talk about? I mean, there we could go on and on. on yeah, hours. no, no more about nannies. But I, I'm looking back at what um, when Kelsey was last here, and oh. yeah, it's major changes uh, from what what happened last time. But we have some mainstays like Drew, Charlotte, and Roman. So uh, uh, it'll be great to hear your thoughts on some of the people you you've seen before. And so now Geneva, newcomer. What's going on? What did you think when you saw these clips? Yeah, so I am a brand new newcomer to wrestling, but Mm -hmm. I was very, very entertained. There was so many different elements I wasn't really expecting to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize how theatrical, um, you know, wrestling was. I didn't realize, you know, how much engagement there is in interaction, not only with the audience, but, you know, you sometimes see some wrestlers, you know, go outside the box, outside the realm of what is going on in a match, and they'll just Mm -hmm. randomly come out and just start <laughs> fighting, you know, other people um, and, you know, want to assert their dominance and their superiority over everybody else. So that is quite like crazy to see um, and seeing a lot of these dynamics, like what we're about to talk about next with that whole, I, I was Googling ages and I was like, there's, there's no way I was like, brother, father, <laughs> what? I was, like, I, before I had context, I was like, I'm so confused. How, how is this? I don't understand how this is happening. But, you yeah. know, I feel like it's kind of like those, you know, things sometimes when you, you have those friend groups, sometimes like someone's the mom, someone's the dad, someone's the sister, yes. brother, that sort of thing. You, you know, assume so, a role. You assume mm-hmm. a role. Yes. So, you know, we're seeing the we're seeing that role in the wrestling community. We're seeing those close relationships, those, you know, um, basically those people who are at odds, those, um, those, you know, a lot of the fighting, a lot of the tension. So yes. it's been quite enjoyable to watch. And of course, I think when we get later that's the stuff that was super, super crazy. Um, but, but yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about wrestling, but you know, I, I really did enjoy the clips that I did see. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is like, uh, WWE, if you're like a hardcore fan, some of the hardcore fans consider WWE to be, they, they even call themselves sports entertainment. So, uh, WWE and NXT in general, the first batch of clips that we're going to talk about, they lean way he- heavier on story. 
Um, that being said, they, there is some wrestling. The thing is, you know, we don't send the, the we can't send the whole matches. We send what WWE clips down. And um, for newbies, you don't need to see the whole matches uh, because not like you you're gonna know what a running armbar is or anything like that. So, I mean, from like so uh, that's, real life. <laughs> in real but that's, life. So that will take us in a different direction. Exactly. So that's so that's why we just you know we keep it cute, we keep it light, we give you what we feel like we you you need to know to get the gist of the storyline. Um, we yeah. tackle everything storyline by storyline, and we're just we're just grateful to be here to hear what you guys think. Uh, so yeah. Matt, anything before we um, go into the highlights of the week? No, just love what you said, Mari. We appreciate similar to to Sarah Carradine who was on just a few weeks yes. back. We appreciate the theater and the art of wrestling, and that's what this is all about. That was not a Sarah accent. That was just my um, sophisticated accent. Yep, very sophisticated. Thank you. <laughs> Self proclaimed sophisticated, but thank Self-proclaimed. you. Self proclaimed. Yes. Let's yes. get into it. So- yeah, let's get into the highlights of the week. So each week we go over the different highlights from the wrestling week at large. This week we will just be tackling NXT and SmackDown. Uh, like we said, the wrestling week was really nuts. AEW is still, um, Dynamite is still premiering on Saturdays and then Rampage is Friday nights. But again, it's really hard to um, talk about AEW when we have newbies and they don't put up clips. And again, they, are recording uh, they're showing dynamite the day we record so until nxt i mean nxt aw gets back onto its regular scheduling program we will more than likely not talk about them uh so just a heads up for programming in the future um but also we didn't talk about raw because we also did a really really good in-depth crown jewel uh preview last week and basically nothing on Raw Magic. So I, I already said that, but just letting you guys get a heads up. So we're going to start with True. NXT 2.0. And like both Kelsey and Geneva alluded to, we have to start with Carmelo uh, Hayes. Carmelo won the North American Championship last week. So him and Trick Williams came out to the ring to celebrate. Carmelo talks about how he is going to be the A champion on the brand. And I keep forgetting that his character is supposed to be a heel. Um, and because mm-hmm. the crowd loves him. You know what I'm saying? The crowd like legit loves him, but character wise, he's supposed to be a bad guy. Um, but I, I don't like I don't like it. I want him to I I, I like his, his crowd reactions. I want him to go baby face, but it makes sense why he's in a heel persona. And while he's talking about, you know, putting the North American championship on the map, we get Johnny Gargano comes out, which which confirmed uh, Carmelo is a heel here because Johnny Gargano, also known as Johnny Wrestling, is one of the most over wrestlers, especially when it comes to NXT. Mm-hmm. And so he came out, did a fire promo because Johnny is always going to do a fire promo. And <laughs> Carmelo and Trick then start to make reference to Johnny Gargano's daughter, aka Indy Hartwell, saying that she was shooting her shots in Carmelo's DMs, which is just like, why are you lying on this lady? Uh, <laughs> and then we get Dexter pop up and they both clear the ring. So um, hopefully hopefully we get Johnny and, and Dexter versus Carmelo and Trick um, at some point because yeah we didn't get it last night I don't think they announced it for Halloween Havoc did they Matt I don't think they announced it for Halloween Havoc no, no. they didn't so maybe it. just the start of a program between Johnny and Carmelo so 
I said all that to say. Well, review the highlights. Yeah. I gotta get the, the reactions. Matt, you wanna go first? Yeah, I'll even add what number one. Um, it is, I, I did appreciate with this segment, going back to Carmelo Hayes specifically, that he was talking about debuting only four and a half months ago, winning the NXT That's breakout true. tournament, mm-hmm. which is interesting because there was another NXT breakout tournament in 2019. And the winner of that was Jordan Miles, who shortly after left the company, um, yeah. lots of, uh, lots of, we could go, that could be its own podcast, but, yeah. um, you know, who's now working as a- ACH on the Indies. And because, um, he was gone so, quickly we didn't really get to see where wwe or where nxt envisioned taking the breakout tournament in some of these characters so it was really nice to to see him go from being this breakout tournament winner to actually being consequential and in there with with different competitors i love i loved seeing mellow in the chocolate factory uh get to work and love that he pulled the swerve on swerve and all of those fun corny lines that he just decided to drop on us so that's kind of that's where I come from with this one. But um, yeah. I, I also just want to add to me, I I guess what I'm hoping for is that we're kind of get a lot of like this tag team action. Um, not only, of course, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, but Dexter and Johnny Gargano. Yes. who I didn't even fully realize we're friends. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they're friends now after the marriage, the honeymoon. They are now friends. Give them the big thumbs up. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So uh I love I love this dynamic here. Um God, it's so awesome. The storyline is awesome. Sorry. Keep going. Kelsey, what did you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I was fascinated by the storyline. Mm-hmm. Before I watched the video for context, but for the backstory, oh, yeah. I yeah, had written backstory. down in my notes that um, the wife was in Carmelo's DMs because that's what made yes. more sense to me because surely this person who's not in their 30s or 40s like doesn't have a daughter who's appropriately <laughs> aged to be in a DM. But to find out that it was like an adoption situation yeah. for, yeah, the whole story was very interesting to me. And so I'm curious, Geneva, you mentioned that you uh, looked into ages. What did you find out? Are, are they all the same age or like they're like around like like I think um, <laughs> what's what's his name? I think I think Johnny's like in his 30s Johnny. or something. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was like I was like daughter. Yeah, I was confused. Like yes. I because I so I actually watched the second clip, um, you know, the love story first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was okay. like, OK, let me get context. But then that's mm-hmm. when I got confused when I watched this clip because I was like, I was just like, but how, how are, you know, because at first to me, it looked like maybe they were siblings when I first watched it. Yeah. Like maybe it was like a sibling family type relationship. Oh. Mm-hmm. So then when I saw this clip, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just, conf- there's no way like that's, that's his daughter. So I was just like, I don't understand. So I was, yeah. so- I love that she proposed. Yeah. That was yes. Fun. Yes. Love that. yes. So Indy Hartwell's 25. Uh Candace LeRae, who is Johnny's wife, uh, is 36. Uh, Dexter Loomis is 37. I didn't even know that. I didn't know Indy was that young, to be quite honest. Um and they're married in real life, She's right? 25, yeah. Wait. Uh Johnny and Candace. Yeah. Okay, but Indy start- and Dexter no. are not married in real life. Right. Okay. We have Do they a lot have of any former relationship? I don't no. like, as far as we just... know they don't like, like okay. I don't 
Indy keeps it very kayfabe on Twitter. Like she okay. changed mm. her name to Mrs. Loomis and everything. So it like yeah. everything looks legit, but <laughs> there is no, there hasn't been any, or at least I don't look at, I don't look at backstage stuff too much anyways, because I don't yeah. really, right. really care. But I mean, yeah. I, I want there to be, damn it. I really do. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So the, the nucleus is, this is just, this is the longest running storyline that NXT had. So I'm not surprised that we're like constantly kind of like, updating it every week just because like like when Johnny brings up the whole like adoption and it's his daughter that goes back even further than the wedding stuff because Johnny and Candace are real like Candace was the one who had the purple hair in the the clip the package they're like really husband and wife she is really pregnant right now she's like pregnant with their their first child so um she's kind of uh at home you know and the how Indy was introduced to NXT proper uh, like over a year ago I want to say it was was she she was well known on on the indie scene the the independent wrestling scene and she was introduced Mm -hmm. through to NXT by wanting to um basically wanting to join Johnny and Candice like she she kept she kept like interfering in their matches to help them and she wanted to prove to them like she wanted to be a part of their family and she just kept saying she wanted to be a part of their family and then she was finally a part of their family they they call themselves the way like it's like a little it was a like family unit weird cult. It was it was funny. It was such a funny story. And then as they were like a family, uh, Johnny was actually feuding with Dexter Loomis. But of course, as he was feuding with Dexter Loomis, Indy was like, "Oh, he's kind of hot." And so gotcha. then we got that that that's where you saw with the love story with the you know. There you go. Yeah, that's a picture of the way. That was um. Was that last earlier this year? Back so, in the day. Back in the whatever that time. This is probably like five months ago, but what's time in a Yeah, exactly. And so it was a lot of that's why we send you the love story. That's where we pick up with the love story between Indy and Dexter because they had to fight through all that adversity. And then they Mm. finally she proposed to him, they got married. Johnny and Candace are now trying to accept it. More Johnny, because Johnny is doing the overprotective father role. So that's (laughs) why it got brought into this with Carmelo and Trick. So Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically, I said all that to say, it's, pre- it's basically cheap heat. It's, it, it's a way for uh, people to get mad at Carmelo and Trick by talking about somebody's daughter. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's social media one-on-one, like, oh, but your daughter was in my DMs, you know? So right. you, don't, you don't bring up someone's child. That's like the first thing you see in reality TV. That, that's yeah. exactly. too far. So I was like, whoa, whoa. Even though I was like, okay, there's no actual child right. <laughs> thank yeah. goodness thank yeah. you yeah yeah no we don't want child endangerment endangerment in pro wrestling at all and Absolutely yeah not. to clarify we have seen that very recently um including Bill <laughs> goldberg who we were talking about so they like to go yeah. back to that well a lot but in any event i mean as like yeah you know, Look, don't talk about don't talk about people's kids. Don't talk about their nieces and nephews. Don't talk mm-hmm. about anything like that. Leave the youths out of it. The youths. Um, I don't know. Unless they unless they get in the ring, then we could pull to bring them into it. But yeah, right. this is all weird. Um, I love this storyline, by the way, and I like again that we're getting more of the tag team between Dexter and um and Johnny, just because I for whatever reason wasn't expecting that. I don't know where I thought that the whole thing was going, but right. I mean, Dexter, it the way for such a limited character. Yeah, like I thought, I really thought I was like, man, 
when he first debuted his character, I'm like, this is either going to sink or swim because basically he's just very menacing. He he looks very menacing. Uh, when he first when he first debuted, he debuted kind of alongside of Velveteen Dream, which right. So um, yeah, we don't talk about him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Moving so, on. It was kind of like he's always had just that mysterious air. He doesn't talk. If you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he doesn't talk at all. Nope. Yeah, ever. Like pictures, right? Yes. Yeah. He draws. Mm-hmm. That's him no, actually no. drawing too. That's his actual talent at drawing. Wow, talented! Mm-hmm. To express his feelings, he draws. Yes, Aww. exactly. So, so this is where I'm. This is where I want to know. Like, mm-hmm. is this just like him? Like in like, is this how he is? Just like, is this his persona within wrestling, or is he also like this in real life? Because that's, I think, what I was just like. I was just like, he's just very intense. He's not saying really <laughs> anything. <laughs> I don't yeah. really know how to I don't know how to interpret this. Of course exactly. people I think are intimidated by him, but I'm just like do I take him <laughs> seriously? Do I not take him seriously? How should I how should I interpret his actions? That's a deep yeah. question. It is. And I mean mm-hmm. I don't know. He I from what I understand from his social media it's not he doesn't participate a lot. And so I I didn't know if he was an independent wrestler or anything. So it's kind of funny that NXT seems to try to be keeping kayfabe, kayfabe in a sense, like they're trying to make their story work, their storylines, because this yeah. is the the era of wrestling where we normally, we normally know everything everybody's doing in the backstage. We will definitely have a talk about that later. So it, so yeah. it's very interesting to find characters like Indy and Dexter, where you're kind of still in that gray area of like, I really don't know because as, as far as I know, I don't, think any of them have spouses at least from my personal knowledge so it it it, it really does help further the actual storyline along and they've tried doing this in this era and it just doesn't work if everybody's not playing along and it seems like everybody is is playing along and when dexter first when dexter first introduced like i said he he was just menacing like not talking and menacing it's like very michael myers when he first debuted so now to see the progression that it's still the same character but it's kind of like a soft monster Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you could feel that yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 so good that he is doing so much with a character that you would think would need so little yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that the other thing i would just mention with him is I didn't even like fully, I don't think I've really connected the dots, but um, brace yourselves if you're on watching the YouTube version for this picture. And if you're not watching, you got to tune in because, um, you know, oh, wow. something, that, something that's really amazing. So Dexter Loomis, who you see here in this picture in a, I don't know if you'd call it like a butcher type of um, yes, apron like a very and no shirt apron. under. Yeah. Lots of tattoos, mm-hmm. lots of muscles. On the left side, there was a picture of him from TNA Wrestling and other wrestling he was in company TNA? where he, he was Sam Shaw, who I think won yep. like a either the TNA gut check or something like that. That was about 10 years ago. So I think the, I don't think never he's a serial killer type. I think he knows how to talk. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to see like the Sam evolution Shaw? that different characters have. And I think this image represents it well because he kind of is, you know, before the before picture as Sam Shaw, still the tattoos, but kind of wearing like <sighs> board shorts, white board shorts. And now 
just jacked and menacing. He looks oh, like I'm a like, completely uh, different person. Like I know. Character. I like. Yeah. I'm hovering on, on the Google key. I'm like, do I really want to know? Like, <laughs> like do I want to break the illusion. Right oh, is he breaking the internet right now? But the funny thing is, nope. On Wikipedia, listed as spouses is Indy Hartwell. So I mean, it's real to me. It's real you to know? me. Damn it. So then yeah. I guess it's yeah. real. But that's I don't know. Like I guess the even if it's real or not real, I think it seems like one thing like we've kind of been talking about is like I think storytelling is key and I think people tend to be really engaged when it comes to relationships or dynamics especially on social media and when you Mm -hmm. watch things that are like you know I guess in reality so people like to kind of follow up with these things so I don't know if like this has affected any of their like following or like people who engage with actually these specific wrestlers but I would feel like that might actually I would mm-hmm. feel like that would probably impact that because, you know, I think when it comes to certain things, like I would be curious, like, oh, like what is going on between Indy and Dexter? Like, I don't yeah. understand this relationship, but I'd like to know more. So people might follow them or watch their matches more or be more engaged with them. And then seeing, you know, their connection to like Johnny and that sort of thing, watching that dynamic. And I think, you know, it works for them because not only is it this fictional thing, but it's this thing that I think people will want to know like oh what's going on with their relationship whether it's fake real and i guess mm-hmm. you know that's another added layer beyond the general wrestling yeah, yeah exactly and the, thing, the thing i would even like add to that that's interesting is that like you could have when matches happen if you just have someone who's featured in a match like if you're watching the show you see that match but you're not necessarily going to go to social media to follow them because you're just you just need to turn to the show to see the match. With this, yeah. not only is it a storyline which just makes the two wrestlers more interesting, it's also a storyline that involved a honeymoon that was shown <laughs> in clips. And you know, you you want to see. You're like, where is this going? What's going to mm-hmm. happen uh, beyond off screen? Who knows what they're going to post? So I think that this is like this is their their followings definitely grew but i think part of it is just like the storyline and type of storyline and they were able to show so much personality well (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's like the right way to phrase it but they were able to show a lot of uh, like a lot of character development which goes a long way to people actually caring and it's cool to see them getting that support from fans exactly kelsey any um final thoughts before we move on uh no i'm just excited to keep hearing more about that whole dynamic it's really interesting to me so i really like that they bring it about like family and all of that so i'll be curious to see where that goes and i'm curious to see if she was actually in carmelo's dms what if she was (gasps) stop it i hope not it'd be so it would be it, it would go so much against her character since we'll see now and we'll pivot to the women's uh, triple threat. Like literally her whole character is, is being named Mrs. Loomis. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, we talked about it a little Most bit. Most likely not. Last week. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it a little bit last week. It's so funny because like as a married person, it's like, to me, I'm not, it's, it's just borderline kind of like, is this too much? And then it's like, <laughs> No, it, it seems like very young love because like the newlywed phase. Yes, exactly. She yeah, comes out, she's pointing to her ring. Um, she she has to specifically take it off before she wrestles and hand it to her tag team partner. She's constantly just talking about yeah, whatever. I need to get back home to sexy Dexy. Like it, it is. Yes, so I have that in, sexy, written down yeah. for the sexy. next. <laughs> 
clip. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a lot of yeah. newlywed energy that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Especially young newlywed. Like, holla yes. at me in a few years when you lose your ring and you feel guilty about oh it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. So there's a women's triple threat match. I know there's a lot of shows there. But there's going to be a women's triple threat match for the tag team champion. Um, ship, women's tag team championship at Halloween Havoc, and this this match, right? For this match, one person from each team got into a triple threat match to for the right to spin the wheel to determine the stipulation. That's right. right. Keep up with me here. We're with you. So we had Io Shirai, JC Jane, and Persia Parada, who is Indy's. That's Indy's um, partner. Her best. They're all in. Yeah, they're real all in bestie. a triple threat match. Yeah, apparently, yeah. The well, I don't know if they're real, but I mean, I don't like, know. That's what they keep. Well, saying. Well, no, I said real she bestie because, like, up. side note, like the kids these days, they say bestie and it was like an insult. Yeah. It's weird. I don't understand. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm too okay. old for this. Okay, it's an insult. So were, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even oh realize it was an insult. But Look. I feel like, but I feel like people loosely use the term bestie. Like with Loosely, someone, and yeah. they like barely know them. So I think that's exactly. quite common. But I didn't. Now know I'm it. wondering if any youths have called me bestie in like a derogatory <laughs> way. Okay, bestie, and it's just okay, like bestie. over my head, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we are really good friends. I have. No <laughs> I, idea. I'm rolling this podcast. I need to go. No, this is it not. is okay. It is fine. <laughs> so they, so they, they have a triple threat, and even on commentary, they're like. Okay, so what's the point of winning this tri- triple threat if you're just spinning a wheel? There's this whole, there's this wheel for Halloween Havoc where there's different stipulations on the wheel, and then you spin it, and where whatever it lands on, that's what the stipulation for the match is. And the commentary is like, well, there's no real, uh, <laughs> there's no real actual uh, good thing to come from winning. It's just kind of like, oh, it's a momentum thing. It's a mental win. And I'm like, then mm-hmm. why are we even doing this match? Um, and yet, yeah, Matt, can, can you bring up that picture one more time? Matt brought up a picture of the wheel. The wheel has all of these very weird uh, Halloween themed stipulations. So we have a trick-or-treat street fight. Scareway to hell ladder the, match. Yeah, the scareway to hell. We got the casket match. I think coal miner's said, glove on a coal miner's glove on a pole. There's a Chucky's the Choice heck? match, which Come on, I like hate it here. Casket yeah. match, buried alive match, uh, boiler room brawl. Boiler room brawl. Asylum oh, match. Ooh, minute. there's like a straight jacket on there. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so basically, 
whoever wins spins the wheel. It's still all random. So it doesn't even matter who spins the wheel. It's not like they get to pick. So they just want the drama. They want the drama of who spins the wheel. They want, they want, this is all for the audience to see this matchup. This is all for um, the competitors to show who's superior and then mm-hmm. who's superior enough to spin the wheel, which sounds kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, do it's... you have it in you to spin the wheel? Let <laughs> us know. <laughs> I don't know what it accomplishes. Also, the wheel spins make me very nervous because I don't understand how they work. It's uh, just... They work by riggery. They're rigged. Is someone standing riggery. behind it like, okay, okay, just <laughs> let me know when to stop. And then they they stop it. It's just amazing to me that wrestling has so many elements. Like we've got Bachelor, we've got um, Bad Girls Club, we've got Wheel of Fortune. All the shows that you like to watch are mashed up together in this one show. It has everything. Everything. Yeah. No, it's not like I was watching reality TV. Like no joke. So I exactly agree. I agree, Kelsey. And and what more could you? The wheel was spinning. The (laughs) wheel was spinning, right, y'all? The wheel was spinning, and then right before it stopped, there's like a cutaway. It's like a cutaway, and it comes back. It's like, oh, it stopped here. It's like, did it? I mean, but like, if you're watching Wheel of Fortune, like you don't know, they cut away all the time. That's so true. And who's standing behind this giant wheel, stopping it manually? You know, probably like I don't. I wouldn't put a pass. I wouldn't put a pass. I don't know. But so, India and Persia not look thrilled. They did not. They did it. Their faces. Um, I was like, uh oh, looks like they saw a ghost. Yeah, because uh EO won yes. the match and to spin she spun the wheel. the wheel and they got scared way to hell, which is just it's just a triple threat ladder match, which is uh, a good I I think I was just saying the other week, like I love a good tag team ladder match. Like mm. th- this is some of the Triple threat tag team ladder matches are some of the best matches you will get in a WWE. So I'm I'm glad that they stopped it. I'm scared, scared way to hell. But do we they, also mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 keep going. Do they fight while climbing ladders or do they fight with hitting each other with ladders? Like what where or does the ladder see all oh. of the above? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Both of the above, exactly. of the above. yes. Mm. Both Anything you could ask for. Exactly. Yeah. They 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 jump off of ladders onto each other as well. Like this just it, sounds like serious. Ladder matches are amazing. They yeah, they jump off of ladders <laughs> onto each other. Let's like okay. Just a like, lawyer. Off of ladders. I, feel, no, I just feel like these people, it's just like they're they're signing themselves to like die or something. Are you by any chance uh, aiming to be a personal injury lawyer? <laughs> I mean I wasn't, but maybe maybe I should maybe I should go into personal injury toward, you know, there, yeah. there's a lot of there are a lot of there's a lot of battery there's a lot of assault that we've seen and opportunity for you here in the wrestling world yes we could i could picture you just sitting front row with like a maybe a clipboard and some glasses too just uh the rehab segment is not here this is not here right now (laughs) stop it i see what you're doing i wasn't i wasn't uh so I just before we quickly move on, we we do have to talk about in that match, uh JC Jane took a really, really yeah. bad fall. She was doing a inappropriately titled suicide dive. Yep. And I know they need to really rename that and just call it a dive, yeah. first of all. Uh, 
I like, you know, um, uh, Tope Suicida, uh, Suicida is what Morrow mm-hmm. used to call it. Yeah. Um, so she, which is basically when you dive through the ropes to the outside to your opponent and you're supposed to land, your opponents are supposed to help you. And, but what happened was JC got caught in the, she got caught in the, um, in the ropes, her, like her feet got tangled in the ropes. So she got pulled up short and then she fell like, like straight down. Uh, yes. Persia really tried to help her there. And sure. um, you could tell they were concerned. JC was able to do enough to help EO's moonsault. And yeah, then after like, that, she mm-hmm. was, they, they kept her out of the match. It became like a two person. There was no longer yeah. a triple threat. Yeah. Um, and like if you uh, watch the clip on, on YouTube, the official clip on YouTube, the official clip. Mm-hmm. you won't even see JC Jane in the match. You wouldn't even know. It was, yeah. They cut that part out. Yeah. Um, Cause when but, I first, I yeah. first saw it and you, like I saw the clip and I was like, okay, I I'm lied. not. Where where's where's JC Jane? I I don't <laughs> where's the triple. I was triple very cut. I was like I no. thought it was three people. I'm so confused. So then like you know I I was just like wait is is, is Zoe? J- I was JC. Like I was like confused like in, in that in that moment. So then when I mm-hmm. went to go back and see the other clip and I'm like it's always good to have context because mm-hmm. yikes. Yeah. But EO iconic. Oh <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can yeah. tell she's so experienced and so skilled at what she does. And, and I think the other thing that. is that even in character, the thing that I appreciated, because I really kind of, for whatever reason, found myself watching this match, like trying to get outside of my head as a wrestling fan. And first of all, like the size difference is so notable. So mm-hmm. Eo is only five, one and a half specifically, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia and mm-hmm. Persia is five eleven, And you could notice the difference, Jeez. but I didn't even truly before this week, like realize that Persia was a powerhouse Same. competitor, so, powerful, so wow. large, so strong. Same. Like hit, she hit the big power bomb on EO at one point. But then <laughs> the thing that was cool is that you're able to see like EO working her way back into the match through the skill, through her agility. And, you know, it helps you appreciate like wrestling's not all about who's the bigger person, which is. Yeah. Fun. And the power bomb was so powerful that like, even like, you know, even Persia was affected by her own power bomb. So like, <laughs> it was kind of it, rattled her a little it bit. It was just funny <laughs> to see them both like, you know, like they were both on the ground, like in serious pain. And I'm like, well, I guess that's what happens when you do a move that's not necessarily going to, you know, just benefit you. It's going to end up hurting you yourself. So mm-hmm. exactly. And I thought it was funny that Matt points out that like, uh, we didn't know how tall Persia was because we've only seen her standing next to Indy, and Indy's five yeah. ten. So Indy's five ten, Persia's five eleven. I had the same thought when she stepped into the ring with JC and EO. I was like, "Geez, I didn't realize like she was legit gonna be the powerhouse." So it's mm-hmm. so cool to see that. Um, I w- it will definitely be rooting for Indy and Persia because uh, I definitely think the belts need to be taken off of. Um, of EO and Zoe. Ooh. Uh but I do not want it to go to Toxic Attraction with JC and Gigi. I don't you know what? So I'm happy with I'm actually I'm really excited for this uh <laughs> scareway to hell ladder match at Hell Halloween Havoc because yeah. I am the thing that's fun about this match that's coming up is that so 
it's just so many people who are new at ladder matches and they talked about that in the post yes, promos, post. the digital mm-hmm. exclusives for NXT, where I think the only one who's been in a ladder match has been Io Shirai, but other than yes. that, the others like Zoe Stark and Toxic the not Toxic, toxic mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, like the others the others have not been in ladder matches. So yeah. that's interesting to see because you're like well, are they going to jump through the ladders are they going to who's who's going to get hit with a ladder the most is my question well that's what indy said in her interview that she has never mm-hmm. done a ladder match but that candace could help her but then she was like but you know candace did lose but like i'm fine it'll be fine i'm gonna go to <laughs> sexy dexy now yeah, yeah candace <laughs> i'm not worried about it also i is, is candace still pregnant Candace, like, has, yeah. like, did she have Wait, a kid? No, no. Did she have the kid? I think she did. Yeah, we talked about <gasps> it on here. Oh, yeah. We yeah. probably, I don't know. We congratulated she them did. so much. We did. Congrat- yeah. yeah. Look at that. Look I think, at that. I think the reason why it's confusing is because the last time she was on NXT TV, she was still pregnant, but I'm pretty she sure was it was after. Wow. Because, you know, they, they it was taped. It was taped. So <gasps> she. Yeah. Wow. Mari, look at what did I do without you? I don't. What do I know about pregnancy other than nothing? Well, I mean, we could talk about that, like if you want to. Oh, we, don't you know. get a, don't get us started on pregnancy. Yeah. We'll be here all day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's break it down. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm so excited for this match. Again, a ladder match. You do, even though, uh, even though half of them haven't been in a ladder match. Eo and Zoe are. Eo is like again one of the greatest women's wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Stop. And then Zoe is very experienced indie wrestler. Uh, Gigi Dolan, who I don't even know if she was in any of the clips we sent because JC, because of what happened with JC. Uh, she is an independent wrestler as well who used to do very extreme matches. Mm. Um, I have no idea what JC Jane's background is. I, uh, I'm not even going to presume. But both as indie... As a wrestler? As a wrestler, yeah. And Persia are experienced enough. Um, that yes. I think that this will be a good match. And I love, this is what NXT 2.0 is about. And I meant to mention this with Johnny and Carmelo. It's about pushing the new stars by using experienced stars to make them look good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm really excited to see Johnny and Carmelo um, go. And then um, this match is going to be great. And then also our next highlight Ooh. is, uh, yeah, like that, uh, Tommaso mm-hmm. Ciampa and Braun Breaker, they they teamed up this week, but next week they will be in a NXT Championship match at Halloween Havoc. So they they teamed up to go up against uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, it's a nothing burger of a match. They always do this mm-hmm. whenever you're trying to keep two people away from hitting each other. You put them on a team so you can waste time, yeah. um, especially if they're kind of both faces, which both of them technically are they're they're both seem to be like fan favorites Braun breaker is new to the biz we're being told like he just started in february but he's he is the son of a very famous uh wrestler um he's in a wrestling family wrestling family dynasty basically and he's grown so much um since his debut just like a few weeks ago so Mm. uh I'm excited for this match. Uh, Geneva, what did you think of the promo? We don't got to talk about the match between them and Grizzly Young Veterans. Braun Breaker got the oh, win. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it I was going to say that was insane. That was insane. I oh, mean, if I you did, will, if you have something. Well, I don't know. Say. I was just going to say, I was, a, I was a little 
thrown off when you know like champa and like breaker had the the tag but then i think it was kind of like a fake out you know and then and then so that was quite iconic um but i that match was quite great um Mm -hmm. but you were wondering kind of about like the the digital exclusive right after yeah the pro yeah Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah so like samantha was asking about um Mm -hmm. about halloween havoc and then um oh the whole what's what, what was that again Oh yeah, so like he was saying, like I'm thankful to be in this position. What an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to go into Halloween Havoc and have a main event. I respect, you know, um, Chapa, but listen, we're done with the coexisting stuff. Yeah, the yes. whole drama. Very intense. So it's just kind of so it's just kind of funny to see. It's like okay, we're on a team, but not on a team anymore. Like yeah. you know, we're kind of at this point where it's like, yeah, I'm 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 gonna beat you. Like, and I mean, seeing kind of just even what happened, even though they were on the same team in the match. I was kind of like, I feel like, you know, I feel like Champa might have have to watch out for for Braun because, like, clearly he showed what a competitor he was in that match. Like, it was pretty exactly. insane. Um, also, it was just very interesting to see like the ending scene when they won, and, and you know, Champa got the belt. He was just kind of like clutching it, holding it like yeah. close, you know, or whatever. And then I was like, why is he holding on to that belt like that? <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's That's like Champa's signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was quite funny, but yeah, but yeah, so like I I thought it was pretty intense. I think it's always interesting to see kind of the interviews. I mean, obviously, I feel like a lot of the time it seems like it's kind of a way for people to say like, yeah, I'm the greatest. Like this is my way to kind of be like, oh, I'm better than this person. I'm about to compete against. They better watch out, you know. Um, so that's kind of like feeding into the dramatics and you know like a lot of the the story that goes along with the wrestling um so it's always interesting to see how people um you know kind of respond in that way but i also mm-hmm. am like well you better be able to back it up you know yeah, exactly. you better be able to back up that talk so um but i think he probably will be able to so well, maybe but i don't know we'll see we'll see maybe. we'll see i maybe. don't know anything can happen yeah. i mean I mean, considering what we saw, you know, later on with, um, you know, SmackDown. Yeah. So. Anything can happen. Anything uh, Kelsey, can happen. what did you think of uh, Braun Breaker and T- Tommaso Ciampa? I mean, maybe I, I should, sorry, I should have yada yada over the match, but it's just for us, like, it's very annoying because they do this all the time. Like, Ciampa and Braun Breaker are having a program together. They are adversaries. They've never been friends. They've never been tag team partners. Yeah. But in order to prolong it, they put them together to face an actual tag team in the Creed Brothers, which are in dynam- uh, Diamond Mind that I think could really do good things but they squat mm-hmm. you know they didn't squash them but they beat them so it's kind of annoying we've seen it a, oh grizzled times. grizzled young veterans oh this is grizzled young veterans sorry sorry they but they yeah that's an easy i mean Gri- yeah. yeah grizzled young veterans they can beat them i don't care about grizzled young veterans so yeah that, no this is true does. they're not up and coming <laughs> grizzled young veterans aren't up and coming so you're right no. i was thinking about a different clip they're but, barely even coming like they're just there. they're they're, they're, they're there. there they're good wrestlers they're there. yes Sorry, that was my bad. But yeah, I just, the match, I just, I don't know. I didn't care for it. Yes, Kelsey, sorry. I will say, though, as someone who does not know the context that these two guys were about, like, the plan was for them to be against each other. I just thought they were a tag team Mm. duo. And so as I'm watching them and as I'm seeing that they are not really on the same page, I kept being like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Like, (laughs) whenever they, I could feel the tension with the two of them and I'm like y'all are on Mm -hmm. the same time or on the same side and so whenever Champa went and like 
slapped him yeah to tag him in i was like okay but it's like it's like it was like a dad correcting his son for getting out of line because he was fighting on the side instead of in the ring or whatever and it Mm seems like he was just like frustrated with him i did not realize that they were rivals and so watching that i was like these guys are on the same side what's going on and so for an outsider looking in it was a lot of like um i thought it was pretty dramatic in the moment i thought they became rivals during that match i didn't realize they were already rivals yeah Uh, you know what though the only reason the only hint maybe in my mind that they're not on the same page is like something that we haven't really talked about yet but you know the visual here uh what like braun breakers singlet is ridiculous it is ridiculous i love it i love Mm -hmm. it i would if i were a wrestler that would be what i would wear don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. you know i i don't know if this is like saved by the bell but that looks like some like wallpaper out Mm -hmm. of that like out of um i think that was actually That was AC Slater's wrestling outfit. He wore oh, in, in Saved yeah. by the Bell. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or like his dance outfit. He had like a nice little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they yeah. seemed kind of a like a mismatched pair. And I was they, I was actually like quite confused by it, but I was like, okay, maybe this is just like some sort of matchup where they got paired together. And I think like it was even funny when the commentators were like, Yeah, that whole slap, the the weird tag team situation was unconventional. Um, yes. because I was, I was shocked that he literally like hit him. I'm like, I don't know if that's really the best method to like switch out, but yeah, right. okay. <laughs> you you don't, exactly. you don't, uh, you don't choose violence, Geneva. Is that right? I mean, you know, not with your partner. Not yeah. yeah it's like, I think he's choosing violence on the wrong person, at mm. least within this context. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Exactly. So I'm, I'm excited. The, the biggest thing is, uh, Again, Braun Breaker, very new to the biz in a sense. And um, Tommaso Ciampa is a journeyman. He's been in, in the yes. biz for at least a few, a, a decade, decade and a half, I want to say, or something like that. As long as it took that beard to grow. Exactly. <laughs> so this is another good pairing. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I think I they know. probably should pull the trigger on Braun Breaker if they're trying to like legit establish NXT 2.0 as like a new brand. But I don't know. It might be too soon. You know what? Mm -hmm. Whoa, Mari, I never even made this connection. Braun Breaker is literally dressed in the colors of the brand. Yeah. They why did no one point that out to me? They want him to be the face of it. Yeah. Yeah. I so that's I love it. So they might pull the trigger. Frank, give him the championship. Only for that. I mean, we'll see. For his I, 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 commitment to the aesthetic. At that point, it's sink or swim. You know what I'm saying? It really is. But but they could be laying the groundwork of just Tommaso outsmarting him. Just veteran wiles. They do this all the time. The the whole wily veteran can get get up on the, the rookie. So they could do that to pro- prolong the, the feud longer. But I guess we'll see. I think no matter what, it'll be a very entertaining match at Halloween Havoc. I think they also, are they the ones? No, a few of these matches at Halloween Havoc, they're going to spin the wheel at Halloween Havoc to figure out what it is. Oh, in the even moment. Yeah. Havoc. Even more yeah. Havoc. So much Havoc. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So I, I can't remember if they're going to be one of the matches or not, but we'll see. So like for Christmas, are they going to like 
pull them out of a stocking. Like we'll see what this matchup's going to be. Like, do they maximize every holiday? They for... don't do this that, that often. Oh, this is it's just time. Halloween. Yeah, exactly. This is All actually right. the first time in a minute that they've done this oh. sort of wheel yeah. thing. There you they go. wanted to spice up. it up. They wanted to yeah. do something different. Yeah, but we've seen like the, we've seen like the great uh, the Great American Bash, which was like Fourth of July. That was a big one. They're probably oh yeah, they they, they yeah. love yeah. you know what they used to they used to love like the holidays like oh it's Valentine's Day well we're gonna do Valentine's Day that? massacre yeah or, uh, yeah yeah there's like New Year's Revolution well, we could just go through St Patrick's Day hasn't had one yet though. no my or, you haven't said my my favorite capital punishment when they came here to DC for that capital, one paper oh, yeah the theme yeah. is theming for this <laughs> horrendous yeah I don't know if you've gotten the if y'all realize the the names are are bad sometimes yeah it's gonna, <laughs> uh, yeah what uh, not capital punishment no yeah um so next we got. We got the Creed Brothers from Diamond Mine versus Imperium. We did. This was just like kind of like a hot mess here. The Creed Brothers were going up against Imperium. It looked like they were about to beat Imperium. Then Hero and uh, and Kushida come out. Yeah. Distraction. Imperium gets the win. But then MSK come out to beat up Imperium. MSK are the current tag team champions. Um, and they've been kind of feuding with Imperium for a while. But MSK was getting massively booed. So mm-hmm. few things there and they're good guys. They're they're faces. So that's not good. So a few things here. One, I don't care about Imperium in, in this M- MSK um if it the feud personally, just because it's like I don't know. I'm s i am guess I'm I'm really sinking into this NXT 2.0 thing. If it's not new people on there, I'm kind of getting kind of like out of it yeah right they are really making me invested into these new characters so i really wanted to see the creed brothers you you know win this i'm i'm so pro diamond mine even though they're a heel faction mostly because malcolm bivens is hilarious Mm. um so i i i didn't like that the creed brothers lost um all this tag team stuff i don't know where i don't know if it i don't know where it's leading i, th- I guess they're just trying to figure out who's going to be the the next contenders but i really didn't like that msk was was getting booed and and we'll probably talk about that like at, to end this segment but um kelsey yeah. were were you confused a little bit um in okay so in the very beginning you talked about how some other tag team people came and distracted in the very yeah. beginning someone grabbed imperium's leg um yeah. who was that who grabbed his leg because they didn't say it i don't think it said cruiserweight Strong. champion roger oh roger oh yes yes yes, yes okay yes. he's part a part of, of diamond mine yes. with the creed brothers gotcha there, yeah there's yeah. a lot of interference in this um <laughs> and yeah there was a little bit of just like okay who else is gonna come out at this point like everyone's involved of course there was one that involved even more people later on but mm-hmm. um I got a little nervous. There was one time there was like a weird hold. Like there was like um the neck was against the back of someone's arm and then they had the head like this and we were going I was I was a little nervous we were going to have an actual <laughs> injury situation. It's like surely we can't be doing this too much. But um yeah. No, it was it was really good. I really liked at the end um 
I liked watching MSK. There was a a move that they did that I really liked. One of the guys did a backflip in midair. The other guy pushed him to where mm-hmm. he landed on the other guy. I was like, oh my gosh, that was so well coordinated. Mm-hmm. That was I was I was very impressed with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I have <laughs> to say, like, there was speaking of pe- partners kind of pushing and throwing each other. Like that's the thing. I don't think I've seen a, a tag team just like throwing each other around as much as the Creed brothers have. They love to just drag each other around, pick Mm -hmm. them up, flip them, spin them around like that. They should be on Dancing with the Stars. I honestly found that super impressive. Like I was like, they're just like, so like in sync, there's just something going on with them that I really like enjoyed watching. I really like them. Yeah. It was kind of sad to see that they didn't win in that case. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, Oh wow. Like this is pretty you know, like, I don't Athletic. know. I was just, uh, yeah, I was just like, really, I was really like mesmerized. I was just like, oh, wow. Like the way that they move. Cause like, you know, when I compare it to when we, you know, had the whole like Greek or Champa thing, like they were obviously not anywhere like near that exactly. because they're not really partners. A team. So mm-hmm. it was, it was cool to see like two actual like team members kind of mm-hmm. collaborate with one another. Um, no, but yeah, I was just like, exactly. Yeah. I just thought it was chaotic. This is where I was kind of like, where are these people coming from? Why are they, why is it okay that they're allowed to interfere or not, or not really, but like, you know, like, it's just like, it was a mess. It was a mess. And like, yes, in some ways it's entertaining, but like, it's just kind of like, if I were in, if I were in the ring, I would be super frustrated that these people are just kind of, you know, like messing up the match. Yeah. Um, like, wait your like, turn. Yeah. yeah it's like, mm-hmm. you, you, this is, this is my moment right now. This is not your moment. Leave us alone. And clearly, a lot of the distractions kind of, you know, resulted in, in the loss. So I think it was mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, in a sense, unfortunate to see. Um, but of course it was entertaining because I was like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? But I was still like, I, I want to see the match. Be like, yeah, you guys need exactly. to stop grabbing legs, running up, <laughs> doing all this other yeah. random stuff. I'm like, okay, like this is, this, you guys, you all are being too traumatic right now. Geneva, and the, have- the Creed brothers are actual brothers too. And oh, they both fun. have amateur. They have amateur wrestling background, so that's yeah. why they were Wait, very quick Gen- on the update. Geneva, I have to ask. So, if you were in a match and yeah. you're wrestling and people are interfering, like, what do you do? Like, what's your move? Are you going to like? Feel, I still fight feel like off? he's he's, he's trying to get some to, rehabs, no, I'm like, very curious <laughs> because are you going to like walk out of the ring, grab the mic, and be like, I'm not doing this, and just leave? No, I would. I mean, I would probably. I guess I would have to come after them, and then, and then she's and then a lawyer. She would better. argue with the ref, right? You're, you're I mean, maybe. The- I mean, maybe I would argue with the ref, but I think it really depends. How are they coming for me? Like who? These these distractors. Like I think it's well. Well, I mean, yes, but like, how are they coming <laughs> for me? So like, it just really depends what the scenario is. So like, mm. you know, for example, like if if they are coming after me and it's gonna like prevent me from coming after my competitor then I'm going to go after them first because they need to get out of my way. And then I'm going to go after my competitor. That's wrestling in a nutshell. Right there. That's wrestling. There you go. That's wrestling. That's literally how you make sure you don't get disqualified in a match. Like... Okay, it's I'm just so putting funny. out feelers to try to figure out, like, between Kelsey and Geneva, who's going to be, like, the... Like, the manager the versus the wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, oh, we'll, yeah. Clip, we'll clip this and be like, see, we told you. We... we we had them on first before WWE did. 
Yeah, I would but- like sit on the ground and protest. Like this isn't fair. <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for, you guys. Start it over. I mean, same. That's <laughs> yeah. Me. Honestly, I think I'd also just be shouting at the person. I'd be like, "Get what are you get doing? Out I just, here. I'd be like, "Get out of here!" Like I'm tired of you. Like I just want to. I just want to do my match. Leave me alone. Like, like call me know. when you're ready to be serious, you guys. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think my intensity would freak them out, and then they would leave. Yeah. So I want to talk about MSK here because. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey pointed out their moveset makes you want to root for them. Very high flying, very baby face mood set, uh, moveset. So what was your, what were your thoughts when they come out and they're getting like mercilessly booed? I didn't notice the booing. Oh. Um, I was just watching them and I'd be like, Ooh, who are these? Like, Cause every time a new, new people would come out, I'd like make my assessment of like, do I like them or do I not like them? And then they came out and I was like, ooh, how fun. Like they're dressed differently than everybody else. They mm-hmm. seemed like they were fans that came onto the ring and then just were doing a good job. So I just liked them. <laughs> I can't remember in the clips if maybe they did, they may have turned it down a little bit. Do you think? I don't think I noticed the booing as much. But I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't think I really noticed it. But then again, I was maybe more focused on like, what was happening and I was yeah. like why are these guys out here so more I was actually more like assessing annoyed, in a sense yeah like I was assessing but I think I was a mm. little bit more annoyed that they came out because I'm like the match is over what are you doing like there I think it was also just because I had seen all the commotion to begin with I'm like y'all are being mm. unnecessary and like to me it's like oh you just want to show your superior so I'm like okay well I don't need to see that so that was kind of my take at, at, at in that moment in that time. I mean, Mari, I think that they're kind of the heels in the situation. No, they're not. Well, this what is why you? I say that because on so they come out to the ring, you know, after the match, they don't attack the heels who were Imperium. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah know. Imperium is exactly Imperium or the heels. No, this no, the Creed he- brothers were the heels in the situation. This is a this was a heel versus heel match, which is why we got the babyface Kushida and Hero and the babyface MSK interrupting. So it. the thing that I'll give you is that I don't think that they're really they didn't really frame MSK as faces here. They, what did they say? They said that MSK came out and like they cheap shotted uh, Imperium. And so the language that the commentators were using to like guide how we feel Mm -hmm. didn't make them seem like good guys. I feel like they might. And that's why I think I felt like I didn't like them as much because of what the commentators were saying. Because I was like, obviously, I don't, I don't know any of them. So like, since I have no context, I was like, yeah, this is like, why are they out here? So I think that's kind of why I had that perception. So I think the, like, kind of what Matt's saying, like, I think the commentators sometimes like skew how people view certain situations. And so like, Mm -hmm. especially if you are like a casual or newer viewer, then you're going to know, like, think, oh yeah, like I agree. Like, why is this going on? So I think I kind of had that perception. But I think that makes sense. I think they're shifting. Mari, because they definitely were faces. I think that maybe in response to the crowd reaction, they're like shifting them over a bit more. But that was Mm -hmm. the thing where I'm like, why are you going to talk about this as a cheap shot? It's them getting revenge. It's them standing up for themselves. Right. But that's what I was about to say. They did say after the cheap shots, they did say like they're they're getting back at them because literally this happened in reverse last week. MSK had a match and Imperium came and beat them up after the match. So that's why I was just like, this is, you know, 
this is I didn't see it as a bad thing. And then the the promo. Okay, so if but what about what do we think about the promo afterwards with MSK MSK in the locker room? Uh, Kelsey, what did you what did you what vibe did you get off that promo? They just seemed like happy kids. Like again, it, right. they, I, I liked them. I I liked them the whole time just because of that backflip move. Like anytime anybody <laughs> does something impressive like that, I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, I'm I'm on your team because you could, you know, do all those fun things. So I don't know. I I liked them, and I thought that the promo made them seem like good guys to me. But yeah. I also don't watch a lot of wrestling, so I don't know what to look for if it is a bad guy. Yeah. But I like no, it, it. It's just however you feel. It's the 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 feeling that you get evoked, and we'll talk about that definitely later with some of the promos that I yes in here. Uh, Matt, what did so? What did you? What were your thoughts on the MSK promo? Yeah, that. So I watched that, of course, after the match, and I was just thinking to myself, like they. It's tough because they come off as like part of me. I'm not sure watching it if they're supposed Matt to be like faces or heels. But the other thing is that like they they were kind of coming off a little bit as cocky as opposed to like that. This is the thing. I don't think that their characters like and their delivery of it is very clear. Like yeah. that's what I don't like mm-hmm. about them. But yeah, I, do, that, I like no, the <laughs> idea of them. I like the idea of them a lot. It's just like sharpen up. Never like gonna... this game. No, because they're not great. That's fine. When they it's debuted okay. a little bit though, because mm-hmm. they showed up and then they were just fun and like goofy. I remember them being with um, Beth Phoenix, who's one of the commentators for mm-hmm. um, for NXT, and just yeah. having a good time hanging out with her. But then I, I like I think they need promos to get their character across. So that's like one issue, but. Not this. Like you need to. You don't need to brag. Let your work shine for itself. Is what I'm saying. With this was almost the definition of tweeting through it. Like it. It felt like they were trying to ignore the response that they got. It was like exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Geneva. Yeah. Similarly, I think I kind of felt, you know, kind of like Matt. Um, When I saw it, I think at first I was just like, okay. I don't know. I I just felt like, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, you you feel like you're great, whatever, whatever. I think when I watched, I watched it again, I thought about it. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I have a little bit more background, I guess, and more context as to why they're like this. I think I do like kind of their back and forth banter. Like I like how they are as a duo and pairing. Um, But I think when it came to just like how they were portrayed um within you know the match like after the match and how they were portrayed in this i don't think it necessarily helps them unless they are trying to be more you know villainous but i i do like that they do have the confidence that regardless of whatever you know challenge they may have in halloween havoc they're going to you know they're 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 gonna you know achieve what they need to achieve and i'm glad that they can have fun together yeah, because they're getting a spin the wheel match, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, so we go to we say all this to say there are rumors. The reason why MSK allegedly, the reason why MSK is getting booed like that was because um, one of them, I don't know which one of them, said something to the effect of, "There was this girl named Izzy. It's kind of a long story, but she was a her and her family are were a prominent mainstay in NXT. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the NXT crowd is very small, and it's normally like the same people because it's in the same place. Unlike SmackDown or Raw, they always are traveling 
to different places, filling like big arenas. Meanwhile, NXT stays in their one location and basically the same people come out to the tapings. And not only that, not only do the same people come out to the tapings, but, um, oh no, it's live. So never mind. Yeah, the same people come out to the taping. So there's a little girl named Izzy. Backstory, a few years ago, she's a really big wrestling fan. She was included into in some of the Sasha Banks versus Bailey um, matches. There you go. There you go, Matt. Yeah, Izzy. That that's that's like six years ago. Um, so she has started to be a wrestler. She is she is training to be a wrestler. She's now fourteen, and one of the guys made maybe a comment saying that fourteen is a little bit, bit young to be wrestling. Uh, the parents took that personally. Um, uh, apparently the parents know a lot of the the crowd there and basically have tried to torpedo MSK's NXT. This is all allegedly. Um they 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 try they allegedly they get some people to boo them anytime they, they are out there. I don't know why they would have that much sway. I mean <laughs> um there are a lot of aspects of Izzy's training and, and what's going on with Izzy and her parents that I kind of agree with with MSK. I can confirm so, that the parents DM'd me, and um, that's the reason I have anything negative to say about MSK. So I, <laughs> it. I thought they you were serious. You too, Matt. Yeah, got, well, we're not. <laughs> we are not those people, Kelsey. I was we like, like oh, wow, you are connected in this world. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I Matt, mean, can you and Mari? Uh, no. Yeah. It's but it is interesting. Like I think Mari, yeah. what you laying that out is interesting. I think that. You know, my big thing is this, like beyond MSK, because they are insanely talented. Like the, I don't think that the boos are a reflection of them. I just think that WWE needs to respond to what's going on and shift the characters so that then, like, they could use the boos to their advantage. Like, see, we're Mm -hmm. getting booed because we're heels. We're getting booed for the right Mm -hmm. reasons. That's like my one thing right now with their characters. So I want them to be heels. I I agree. And I think you hit the nail on the head. They can turn their current gimmick, make them turn up the cockiness and it's right there. It's like literally right there. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. And you know, uh, we talked about on this, on the show, maybe last week, two weeks ago, how we, uh, as a parent, I'm not about to tell anybody how to uh, parent their child. But I will say that you should Are mind the we company. Might, we might get canceled should, by these parents. I don't care. You should mind the company your your children keep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So her her training to wrestle with a woman who is currently who is you know had <gasps> racial um, complaints what? about her, making racist comments about her. What? Also, what? a man who is a Mari you know, rollback. Roll back. Yes, yes, who yes, yes, yes. are you talking about? Who, 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 who? I'm talking about Izzy training with Tessa Blanchard, which what, we talked about last week. I you didn't, didn't realize. I didn't realize that Izzy was training with Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Izzy's canceled now. Sorry. <laughs> nice knowing you. She's training. She trained with Ch- Tessa Blanchard and um the dude uh Ch- Ch- Chase Racing Chance Racing. We're not going to talk about that because I don't. I uh, Geneva's on here, and uh, maybe I'll ask her during one of the breaks allegedly. if we can get sued. But probably allegedly. I mean, we Remember, she sued. can't give legal advice. Yeah, he, he was don't caught up Geneva in some, trouble. I'm he was caught up in some of the law. speaking out. Not legal he, advice. 
Hey, I'll still take it. I don't care. I'll take the 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 half legal advice. Um, yeah. But he was he was called out during the speaking out movement. There's a speaking out yeah. movement in wrestling that involved uh, sexual harassment of women and young children. So that's all I'm gonna say. So and she's training with him. Yeah. So uh, moving on, we pull up so much. We we always we're just here to point out all of the super problematic people and things and that's one of them and i mean i will say like this she she's very active i would encourage people to also follow izzy just to see what what she's up to and what she's doing because she gives an inside peek into her career she'll probably be in wwe at some point which is i think right one big reason i i follow her on on twitter because she posts some training stuff but mostly she does do some um like not promos but like just some different she does yeah she does interviews yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so she'll still pop up on on stuff but yeah (sighs) wild times am i right man and I think I, I and I I don't have a problem with her training. Like I I think I think Sasha no. kind of started pretty young. I think a lot, that, of, people, a, a lot yeah. of people Paige started at thirteen. So like I don't think that's the at least not for me. That's not the problem for me. Yeah. I think it's just you know the circles she's running in that yeah. I definitely have a problem with, and we've talked about that literally last week. <laughs> you know what? And I'll also say that like it takes a community to raise a child, and we are that community mari is the yeah. mom of the community i'm the dad geneva yeah. you could be the um first cousin kelsey you could be the nanny great and great. that's the community like i think I, but, no, I do think it's good to like point these things out because not enough people are talk, talking talk about, about it. it and mention these things so mm-hmm. it does seem uncomfortable yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so uh, we got we got a little package from Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez. They're going to be fighting at Halloween Havoc next week. It literally is just a promo package uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. This belts. is a very, a very interesting promo yeah, Matt, package. Yeah, please. Because so. I will give you, the, we got the contrast here. We got the right. contrast. You know, next week we're going to have, as Mari just mentioned, Raquel Gonzalez, Mandy Rose going head to head for the NXT championship. I I'm so curious to hear your thoughts, Geneva and Kelsey, because like we get Raquel on a motorcycle. I didn't know that she rode a motorcycle before that. Did we actually um, see her riding it? I can't remember. No, I just she remember was on it. Car. She wasn't like on it. She wasn't riding it, but she was definitely on it. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if there's any motion. And, and Mandy Rose, <laughs> we got her coming out of a pool. We got her come in someone's convertible driving it. Um, we got her working out at the gym. We got it all from her. And so I like this like this back this dynamic that's built up of Raquel as this workhorse and Mandy Rose as like this fitness Barbie fitness brunette Barbie. We'll work yeah. we'll work on that. But it's mm-hmm. it's very clear that they're telling like a simple classic wrestling story there, which is always easy to follow. Is it easy to follow? Yes. Yeah. I loved the quote from Mandy. When people see me, they stop in their tracks in awe of me. And I was just like, <laughs> I love the enthusiasm for yourself. Like you have to be your own 
cheerleader you know oh my gosh yeah that part was so silly i was like oh my gosh right <laughs> like that, please I... tell me your struggles mandy you're please i mean it's real it must be hard to be that beautiful it, must be. it is no. actually you know what i probably relate more to raquel than i would say mandy so i think i, mm-hmm. I was rooting for raquel in this in this promo personally but Honestly, i thought they were both great out outside of the gimmick i like how they i'm I'm glad because that's what they're trying to get across right mm-hmm, geneva yeah. but i like the fact that like this also if you know who mandy rose is like this kind of cuts out and a lot of backstory and doesn't give her a ton of credit like she's she's the more experienced one in the ring she yeah. is comes from a fitness fitness model but like fitness mm-hmm. background so she's like no stranger to the gym and Raquel's making it sound like well, while I'm busy in the gym Mandy is like I don't even know what she's changing her hair color yeah, yeah. Hair color, which is like it doesn't take that long <laughs> yeah <laughs> she did that weeks ago exactly and, and Mandy Mandy's been wrestling for about six years yeah. now yeah oh wow Raquel's yeah, been yeah. wrestling for about how long three okay i want to say it's like three and mandy's like i've been called many names hot sexy eye candy but one thing they've never called me is champion (laughs) (sighs) mandy let's talk about it because i felt that this promo was also a little poignant uh pointed should i say um because um she caught flack last week geneva can you Man. guess what I'm about to say of why she caught a little bit of flack last week? Did she say oh. something potentially um, problematic? No. Whoa. No, it's actually her look. It's actually her look. That's not okay. Okay, look. yeah. It, okay. It was like a... It was a... I'll just say... She... Was it a specific picture, Mari? There was one picture in that promo that I was like, y'all really did that. So, uh, Mandy Rose has been tanning she did go to dark. She, she tanned. Yes. She's been tanning awfully, awfully, awfully dark. Bro. People were pointing it out early last week. And not even just like from all I saw on Twitter when it first started, it was just basically like, yo, somebody needs to tell Manny Rose to put the spray tan down. It was like, it was very like at her expense at first. It was just like, yeah. whoa, yo, get your girl, you know, because we, we just had the um the little mix stuff with um i don't even remember the girl name already the 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 girl from little mix who 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 had been tanning directly so it kind of bled over to the wrestling thing and then it started out like kind of all fun and games and then we had people you know trying to jump to her defense which always happens with wrestling fans because they always take it too far and being like oh i hate uh, all the all the people who are complaining. I hate black black female re- oh. wrestling fans. I legit saw that tweet and I was I like, they were getting they were getting they Thankfully. were getting like ratioed out to the oblivion. So at least that made me feel better. Like yeah. it was like Good. really bad ratios. One of the worst ratios I've seen in my entire life. So, um, but then Mandy herself like responded to it in such a way that it was just kind of like. Girl, I don't think that's how you should have done that. It, it was something to the effect of, oh, I have hater, you know, it's just haters and we're not going to let them get to me or something like that. I'm trying to pull it up to see if I, I can't remember. So basically she, um, ignoring it and just saying, oh, whatever. I'm just getting criticism for who I am. Exactly. It has nothing to do with, oh, okay. Hmm. Yep, exactly. So, um, 
Well, I guess I was rooting for the right person then. From this <laughs> yeah. So I like note to to everybody out there: if you are accused of tanning your skin to the point where you're just like black fishing, you know, don't double that's down. They, yeah. But you know what? I'll also say, yeah, that's like perfect advice. Like you, but that also applies beyond. Like that applies to a lot of things. Like if you're, if anyone's angry at you for a thing that you did that you you didn't even realize you did, just like take a second to learn. You know, the more you know. That's it. A lesson from Mari and Matt. A lesson yeah. from Mari and Matt. So she basically, she just basically tweeted out, I really wonder about some people on here. So sad. SMFH. You know what? Also, though, the other thing is like the just log off. Log off is what I would even say. Just log off mm-hmm. and take a break. Don't even, you know, learn, read your books, put down your Twitter feed. But I guess the one thing I can say about the edit, though, is like kind of like you guys were saying earlier is it is kind of weird that it was Mandy was kind of painted more just like as this like beauty girl. And then, you know, and then we just had that contrast with Raquel. Like, I just found it really weird because I'm like, well, isn't this about wrestling? So I, you know, I mean, I guess she's, you know, I mean, she does know, like, these are the things I've been called, but I've never been a champion. But it's like yeah. maybe show like why you're not fitting into a certain, you know, stereotype or perception, yes. I guess. I mm-hmm. think would have been more interesting to see from her, you know. Or even like or even just the attempt of the character to be like, Oh yeah, I'm not this like beauty. I uh I don't always wear makeup or always dye my hair and you know but i think that it's it's like interesting because it kind of opens up all of this sort of this is like yeah. a whole other conversation but yeah it's sad because it does open up like people and the wrestling world to like probably make comments about her looks that are over the line but because she wasn't refuting them the though. that fandom. was kind of like the problem like you guys said it right. was no refutal it was just like some people say I'm beautiful. I am. Some people say I'm sexy. That's it. Like, it's just like, what? Like, okay. And it's like, but, but I've never been a champion. So it's like, okay, so then why do we root for you? Like, you need to give me a reason to root for I'm you. Because I'm sexy and beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It, or at least use that to show why she will be the champion. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you're going to say that, like, use it in some way to say, like, oh, my beauty is going to, I don't know, give, I don't know how to say it, but like my beauty yeah. is going to give me the confidence to like beat my competitor or something. Yeah, that's exactly. Deep. And I just, I don't know. I just thought, um, I, I haven't liked this Mandy Raquel storyline since it started because I don't care about either one of them personally. Yeah. Um, it's not. And at first I was convinced that I think Mandy Rose would take it. And I was also thinking maybe they'll give it to uh, other to- toxic attraction girls. So that toxic attraction has all the gold, but it's just like, it's too early for that. I think. Um, and why would you take the belt off of Raquel right now? If you're not going to move her up to what's called the main roster, y'all, this is developmental. This is literally their developmental brand. So this is for people who are new and so that's why they're kind of getting more new talent out there without mixing with a little bit of the older talent. But Raquel's been down in NXT. So if you're gonna, you know, you, I would think you would move her up to the main roster. However, we just had a draft and she wasn't drafted. So 
to move her up to the main roster right now just would not make sense because they, the, the main roster itself is still trying to uh, get acquainted to the draft. So my only thought process would be Raquel would probably show up in the Rumble. I, I think, I, I can't remember if she was in the last Rumble. So in January. So either Raquel is going to retain and they'll figure out who they want to put that belt on, um, who they want her to give the rub to, or maybe she'll give it to Mandy Rose here and then we'll have somebody chase. But I can't even think of a baby face right now, Matt. That's I can't think of a, 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 a single woman's like baby face. Like who's their top baby face on the brand? Because I guess Raquel is technically no, Raquel is. She's not going anywhere. She just basically got there like at the start of this year. I mean, she really only truly started wrestling like at the she start did. of this year, or she really can't was coming to her own start of the year. So I think it, she needs the end a lot of last more time. year, started this year, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. need, I think she needs a lot more time to do it. So I don't think she's going. But anywhere. do you think she needs to still be holding that belt? Like her title reign itself has been. Very lackluster. They could do. I'll take toxic attraction and an interesting story over what they're doing with Raquel. But you know what? I think the other piece of it too, Mari, is that I think that we might get. I mean, there's a there's a video package that we got of a mystery person who's oh right going to be there next week, and mm-hmm. I mean that could very well relate to well. I think overall, I, I think that it's a woman, but and we'll get to that. Yeah, but I we'll think that could it, yeah. relate either to um, Raquel and this title match with Mandy. That could relate to like bringing in a new top female uh, face or baby face, um, good person. Um, so we'll talk about that. All right. Well, so yeah, we'll move on because uh, we spend entirely too much on we, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anything else? No, I'm just joking. We're yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, oh, I have uh, five more minutes that I want to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about Mandy and her spray tan. Um, so what I really want to get y'all uh, opinions on, we got Tony D- D'Angelo came back. He he continued his, his winning streak. <laughs> um, so this is his second match. He had, he had his first debut match about, it was Two weeks ago, he would then ask to be on Lashing Out with Lash Legend last week. But then uh, a producer for Lashing Out told him he they couldn't. He was cut for time like they couldn't come on. And then that producer magically disappears. So but it's not by magic. It's not magically because we did get a promo from him last week where he's talking about savoring his victory and he wanted to come on Lashing Out. But they said that they didn't have any time for him to say he said you know it's whatever he walks away he's talking in front of a truck he walks away from the car trunk and then we just hear like muffled like noises from the trunk um yeah yeah that was the promo last week so then he comes out this week he has a match against uh, uh, Fang, which I think is just a jobber match. It's just a, um, this is what we call a squash match. This is what, what the type of match you give somebody. You're trying to build them up. You're trying to make them look strong. You just give them a quick match against a nobody. Um, and then after the match, Samantha asked him, you know, oh, the, a producer went missing. Do you know anything about that? And he's like, yeah. no, you know, I don't know anything about that. He tries to bribe her <laughs> and he just forget about it. Who does she think uh, she is? Who does she think she is? Him questions. Does she think she's like, I don't know what, who I am coming out with the references from before my time, but does she think she's like Geraldo Rivera or something? I think she's just like trying to figure out investigative journalism. Is deep investigative journalism. And I would not ask him, like, you don't ask someone who's 
potentially guilty of Connecting. kidnapping. Like, yeah, did you do this? Because you will be next, Samantha. <laughs> Who does he I don't think, think he we'll is see for you bribing her. Yeah, she needs to go on a vacation. Kelsey, what did you think of Tony D'Angelo? I think he was my favorite of all uh-huh. the clips. Like. I, it was so funny to watch his like um, Joey impression from Friends. Just like <laughs> forget about it. Like and my forget husband, about it. He's been watching so many, so many like Soprano episodes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just watching this. I'm like, this is just more Sopranos. Seriously, wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's, there's Sopranos even. Like, yep, it's yeah. so funny watching him. And uh, I loved the chef's kiss yeah. uh, hand motion for all of his fans and the audience. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it was such a complete um, character. Like they had thought. Mm-hmm. Through every element of his character and it seemed very like specific and um it was fun because of like how he's clearly a bad guy but like you want to see what he's gonna say and i i I appreciated even down to his wardrobe it seemed like he was a very well (laughs) thought out character Yes, with yep. the hat, with the velvet um, track pants, yeah, the, track the, <laughs> the tank top. Yeah, like he it was so specifically well thought out that I just enjoyed all the pieces and elements of his like bad guy character. You yes. know, I will I will just throw in there like Mar- a question that Mari and I have been asking each week is like, is this offensive? I think that this like just breaking down like all of the things. I need someone to just let me know that this is offensive because I have a feeling that it might might be yeah. like what what does what does Italian American? Uh, that's what I was about to say. I was like, do we have any Italian American uh, RGP people? Yeah, does anyone? Uh, we need to call them up, all of them. I'm sure that we do. See. But yeah, I'm I'm not Italian. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> You at least know there are two people who are not Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll make some calls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just saying, like, let us know. Send us an email at wrestling at Rob has a website.com and uh, yeah. we will let us, keep, keep us updated. Because this character really has, when they, the, if you were listening to the commentary, he really has been taking the, we say it every week, like Twitter by storm, social media, every time he comes out, it's the little hand emojis. They 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 were saying, like, they need to rename it the D'Angelo um, emoji. And I mean, as soon as Tuesday happens, I yeah. see people on Twitter like it's Tony time, and then with the voice and A, yeah. and then the soprano clips and and all the clips of 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 the guys. And he he himself seems to. This is one of those characters, Geneva. You asked me, is this like a the person? <laughs> um, it seems like it. Like he's on Instagram. He stays like in a hot tub with a cigar. He, this seems like this is him. He is. You saw the tattoo. He is Italian American. Um, this is him turned up to eleven. This is what your character the best characters are based off of it's the a little bit of truth to it and then over exaggerate it for entertainment purposes what did you think geneva yeah i mean at least he is italian so it's not (laughs) as you know weird to see him do it because i think then otherwise i think i'd feel a little bit weird about it to be honest um but i think you know i think it's great like i think even though you know, he is he is kind of villainous in some way. They still like he still comes off pretty likable um, mm-hmm. and pretty enjoyable. And so I thought it was kind of great to, you know, see, you know, how he, um, you know, just kind of think like carry carries the room, like uh, grabs people's attention, the audience. Mm-hmm. And even like as he went 
through the match, like you could see that personality as he was even competing. Yes. Like you, you heard him talking, you know, talking and giving commentary to like <laughs> Rufang as he was fighting him and saying, you know, a lot of different things. And, you know, even the commentators were like, oh, he has this like swagger all of a sudden mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. um, I think, you know, I think it makes it quite, you know, entertaining to see how he, um, you know, goes, you know, he keeps the character involved even through like the match, which I think, you know, he's really committed to it, which I think makes it, um, you know, a heightened part of entertainment. But then just the whole like when he got questioned, he's just like, you know, you're being real nosy. (laughs) I swear on my grandfather Junior's grave. I know nothing about nothing. All right. You know, like maybe you went on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like Uh, that sort of thing. I I think that I look, I wouldn't be surprised if Samantha, Samantha, Shout out Samantha, to Samantha, I know that you're an RHAP listener. Yes, uh, you're clearly tuned in right now, listening an hour, 55 minutes into this, this podcast. I want you to know you need to get out of there because you're going to take a vacation <laughs> with that producer Mark in a little bit. Like, forget about figuring out what's actually happening and just yeah. get out of there because mm-hmm. you're going missing, girl. And we tried we to warn you. Yeah, we, we don't want to warn see you. that. But and Rufane think- clearly cannot protect you. No. <laughs> no. no. Rufane's Ru- Ru- probably going to go missing too. Yes, Geneva. Loved I loved his, his pants. pants. I loved mm-hmm. that aesthetic. It was, mm-hmm. it was great. Tony's pants? Mm-hmm. No, Rufane's pants. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rufang. They were like the black leather pants. They had like Ooh. the purple and the blue. It was It was quite a look. We do mm-hmm. love, yeah, oh, like the wet, kind of wet look on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. and then his hair was the same. I feel like the yeah. the juxtaposition of these oh. two um, characters was really interesting. It's like they were both really well thought out with like these are opposite people doing very clear opposite things. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was interesting to watch this one. I feel like like um, character wise. Yeah. yeah, and that kick yeah. in the face really woke him up, Tony. Yeah. And he was just like a whole nother per he was literally a whole nother person. Um so yeah, it was yeah. like it was He's not quite messing a, around. He mm-hmm. was not. It was quite a it was quite a it was quite a quite a match. Like more I think but I think that's the thing where kind of like we've been talking about like the story development, um, and like trying to connect um, you know, like a lot of the different aspects of the storyline to the wrestling. And so I think that's kind of partially where that question came from with Samantha. You know, tying in that promo, you know, into like within the scenario. But then it's like, if you don't watch these things, it's like, well, what what is what is she talking about? Like, you know, but I I think it's cool for those who are really dedicated fans who see all the clips, who watch all the promos, who are really engaged, you know, within the wrestling community, because then they kind of see a story continuing on, like beyond, you know, what was made previously. So I thought that was kind of cool to, you know, make that connection to be like. You know, like at first, like seeing the promo, it's like, okay, this is weird. And then when she <laughs> asked about it, I was like, oh, yeah. And now I just made that connection that that has to do with that. And that's why she's mm-hmm. inquiring about it. So I thought it was really cool to see it in that in that context. Yep. Yeah. Glad I could uh, make sure we got that to you guys. And uh, finally, uh, we got a lot of good promotes. Promotes. Wow. Just the video. We had like yeah. these different Promos video and up, Yes. And it was three of them. Mm-hmm. One, I have well, so many questions about this first one. 
<laughs> don't I mean okay so this first one assuming you means uh Joe Gacy Solo Sikoa or is it No me? it's Joe, Joe Gacy Joe Gacy Joe Gacy oh, Joe Gacy Yeah Ooh. so what what's your question to Kelsey Yeah please Okay so we have a close up on this person who mm-hmm. is just spouting off every phrase that He's so clearly a bad guy. Like he's so, mm-hmm. and then you see that he's in prison and he's talking to someone who puts their hand up against his hand through the glass. Oh, like God, he's like yeah, m- mentoring someone and like just saying all of these things. What what is happening? Who is he's this like, person? Follow me, little snowflake. I'm like, what is going on? Like oh, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. So Joe Gacy, he's been calling him what he's been calling himself like he he creates safe space in the ring. He um is in a fight against toxic masculinity in WWE. Is he and he is he right, he's basically like the social justice warrior character that the WWE has come up with. And it's so and I've been talking about this for weeks. It's so yeah. fascinating to me because he's supposed to be a heel bad guy. But everything he's saying for me was connecting for me because like, oh. and I'll talk about the difference this week. This week was a clear difference that I love that they turned the, the heat up on it. But like a few weeks ago, like, uh, Ch- you know, Chompa had said something like, oh, let's see who has the balls to step up to me. And Joe Gacy came up to him and said, hey, that's not safe language. Um, a little bit misogynistic asking for people who have balls to come out. And it, it's so he, he's that type of an annoying character that overdoes it he's like wins and losses don't matter we all participate we all get participation trophies it's basically what a 70 year old man thinks a social justice warrior is and he's supposed to be the bad guy which again annoys me (laughs) well it felt like he was making fun of all of it like it felt like he was taking these like actual like good Mm -hmm. things and then just making fun of it with like spouting it off one by one and like making light of it almost was what i took away from the clip but it's weird like i guess the thing that that is confusing and also annoying about this is like what like even what you said kelsey so did you get the sense that the character was making fun of it or that or the, the performer was mm-hmm. making fun of it? Wait, what's the difference? Oh, that's, I don't know. Yeah. There, I guess there, it's like, was it in, did it seem like it was like, I guess it seems like he not, was not sincere. Like, yeah. in, okay, 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 okay great. Like that at all. Then also, yeah. what so was, maybe, like, yeah. he was like, we won't be triggered by the words of the fragile people who don't understand us and any microaggression they throw our way. I was like, yeah. Micro Your what way. microaggression? Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. I was like, what microaggression? What? So, it seems so like it's this is the fun week. of people. Wait, are they making fun yeah. of us? That's this why, is the yeah. week they turned it up. So this this is the week they yeah. turned it up, right? So before this, before this, all of his promos have been in passing. They've been very. It's been lighter, actually, in a sense. And like he he came and he sat into the ring and he's like, I I challenge anybody to come here. We will have a match, but this is a safe space for us to exercise our energy and stuff like that. And it was way more of a like a <laughs> Not exercise sin- our energy, <laughs> yeah, sinister motivational speaker. To now this week, when I said they turned it up, because this week it felt very targeted to. Like for me, kind of like black wrestling fans, like what we hear from white allies who 
we we're like you are not an ally that's what he was like i he was like let my voice be the one to speak up and we create a coalition that i can lead it was so like it it was so nuanced and that's why i liked it so much like i like this character arc i understand he's a bad guy i will probably be rooting against him at one point but i just love the you you have to have whoever's writing this has to has to know what the the base is you know what i'm saying like they have to know the touch point when it comes to like the liberal agenda you know what i'm saying to to know that um black people and, and and when when they talk about our issues you there is a fine line when we have our our white allies and for this guy to just cross them like it is yeah. is what gets it onto the the heel side and i i loved i love that uh, about this um what did you guys think uh-huh. who was he talking to Okay. Yeah. So the guy, he was, I, I always forget. I forgot that he was like, it was like, right. it, it wasn't that guy is, uh, he, he premiered last week. He didn't even premiere. He was just like sitting in the audience and he attacked Champa last week. I yeah. do not remember his name, but he is like a, a known indie guy. I, yeah. I don't know him. And his, his name was very basic. It started with an H or something. Harland? I can't remember Matt. Y- yes. Harland. Yes, exactly. And we don't know his character yet because he he's been presenting as a very sinister, like kind of like Dexter did. He just didn't talk. He beat people mm-hmm. up and he run. Like he he's they haven't called him a performer yet. Like he hasn't come through the back or be a wrestler. Like every time we've seen him, he's been like in the audience, just like being all weird. So yeah, I I, weird. I I don't know if they're in the prison. I don't know if he's now going to be Joe Gacy's follower. But I love this. I love this <laughs> character for the for the nuance of it all i thought you said father i don't know if he's gonna be oh, sorry follower. father follower. no you said yeah. follower okay yeah. I, i'm just all about the fa- the family vibes on this this week's podcast okay. but you know i think the the other aspect is like what if it's someone who's coming out to expose the character to be like no 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 this is all fake like he is not here to create a safe space this is not real mm-hmm. it is weird though this creeper in the you know like if you're gonna creep why would you buy a ticket to show where you're on camera <laughs> when you could just creep from in the, the front row lot yeah for free yeah and again it seems like they're giving us this is Amateur. like a right uh, Joe Gacy is giving us a like a right to censor style villain where the villain thinks they're the good guy. Holier and they're like, quote unquote holier. Yes, that was exactly. Not that it's a religious gimmick at all, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. So I, I loved it. I just loved how bad, like how I was like, oh, you're trying to make me hate you. I love this. I hate you. Like, <laughs> I, I love it's you. working. I love yeah, you. exactly. It's working. Yeah, it's so pointed yeah. or whatever. So. I like that. Uh, next up, we had Solo Sokoa. So this one is like it—it's not much if you don't know no. like the real backstory to it. But basically, this is the Usos' little brother. So I, we saw—I was going to say even without the backstory, Mari, like but without the backstory, this promo is kind of ridiculous. It, yeah, it's just random. He's just yeah. hitting a light pole, like a lamp. Post. Yeah, like that yeah. can't be part of your training. And like like he was punching that or something over his head. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. But I was like, it's okay. like it was, she was just shadow boxing, talking about how he's like a, a good fighter or something. The street he, champion of the, the island. The yeah. street champion of the island. Like, we didn't. I don't think he said fighter. what island. 
But... No, I knew from the cold pavement to NXT, the team yes. changed, but the beatings remain the same to anyone that steps yes. to be the street champion of the island. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it was yes. So it, so again, the Usos are the people who like they super kick um, Brock, Brock in the face. They're the ones who are running with Roman Reigns because they're all cousins. Yeah. They're the bloodline, and he is their little brother. Uh, he does not have a name that's similar to them. People are a little mad about that. They're like, why don't they let you use like a Uso name? And he he's hmm. basically kind of come out on Facebook and be like, like I want to kind of run my own lane right now like wait for it you'll see and he's supposed to debut but the the kind of just the cherry on top for this for for like hardcore wrestling fans like us he's like platinum blonde and it's a call back to his father rikishi the the uso's father is rikishi and rikishi used to wrestle with platinum blonde and if you know any even a smidgen about wrestling rikishi was really big um in the early 2000s cuz he's a, a very big dude and he used, he was known for rubbing his his butt and posterior into yeah. people's noses and things i'm just going to just It was so amazing cool. there you go yeah I don't wow. want to get canceled from <laughs> YouTube. So we're just and I mean, look. yes, Rikishi. Literally, that was amazing. Like thing. He was a good yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you could imagine. He, he went back. What a toddler <laughs> move, though. Yeah, it, back then, that's what. That's is what it him loved. or is it? <laughs> he's doing it for the reaction, like yeah. A stink <gasps> face, like a stink, stink face. face. That's what that's what they call it. It's stink face when you just rub your butt, your butt in somebody's face. That move pops everybody. Like it, it literally pops the crowd. I didn't. I think somebody just. No. Oh, Nia Jax just did it earlier this year. Who she yeah. did it a few times, I think. Yeah, this yeah, she year. did exactly. Like it is man. It is just the lowest. She's like, in the common family. denominator when it comes to humor. Like it really is, and we just we cheer for it. We, we cheer for it. No, I'm booing. It doesn't it. have to I'm be at a show sophisticated and I see all the time. Doing it, I'm booing it because that's not. It does not hygienic. have to be sophisticated all the time. <laughs> that is not hygienic. Give us poop jokes. Ugh. Don't don't do wrestling it. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> send it to send him in. Talks too much. Too nope. Late, too <laughs> Please, so yeah. So I would say. He's going to make his debut at Halloween Havoc. I, again, we don't know if that's a match or if he's just going to come out and mess with somebody. So I'm excited to see what he does because, again, he comes from a, from a very famous and a very long wrestling um, dynasty. Mm-hmm. So a lot of pressure, but we'll, we'll see if he can. His promo makes it seem like he needs to rise to it, so we're good with that. And then finally, um, yeah, th- uh, this is the last one we're going to go over. The mysterious superstar to be un- unveiled at Halloween Havoc. I think uh, Matt talked about it a little bit later. Definitely f- feels like a woman. And definitely feels like a woman we know uh, named Ember Moon, whose shirt I'm currently wearing. What, um, well, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a, there's a lot of guesses. This what? is we just put this out here to you guys because this is um the, we've been getting these mysterious vignettes. It's a person saying they're burying their old character and they're gonna. It's 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 a, a rebirth of a character. It's what a lot of people are guessing. Um, did what did you, uh, Geneva? What did you think about the the mysterious promo itself i mean i figured there was a lot of you know imagery a lot of um (laughs) there was a lot of focus on just elements of you know halloween of course because Halloween havoc Mm -hmm. um i saw a lot of shoveling i saw snakes i saw Uh, like mm -hmm. lightning bolt i saw an owl there was a full moon spider car yeah Yeah. a cat they're wearing a cat suit 
There was a crutch, yeah. a steel sure. chair, an owl, a broken yeah. TV thrown to a pit, a tarantula, yes. yeah. a stack of playing cards, cards a yeah. crow, a mirror so that was smashed. A poster. Yeah, they had a they had a lot of things. There was a poster, by the way, from NXT War Games 2020 last year, where there was a match that featured two people who could potentially be returning, Dakota Kai. Oh, yeah, I saw I saw Dakota Kai a lot in the comments. Ooh, and then the Ooh. other person is Ember Moon, who Mari mentioned. So that's who I think it's gonna be. I've so yeah, it was quite interesting. I mean, obviously, since I don't know who it could be, I'm intrigued to find out who it will actually be and uh-huh. to see whose theories are right. Because I you know a lot of people were like, "Oh, um, someone was like, if you slow it down to like the 19 second mark." There was a poster from like NXT Takeover War Games 2019. Exactly. And if you look at this, then it's probably like Dakota or like or whatever. I don't know. So I saw a lot of different interesting theories in the comments. So from 2019. Hmm. And then yeah. some other people were like were maybe uh, 2018, but then I, there, but then other people were like no 2019. Oh, um, talking about a, crutches, wow. past injury. So there were like a lot of different interesting theories I saw. It could be. Um, it could be. Could be Tegan Knox, who is I just, yeah mm-hmm. a, a wrestler who um, I'm pretty sure is on the main roster of WWE. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. They who had a they knee injury. Her. I don't know why I think this is someone who had a knee injury. 2019 is weird. I didn't even realize that that was from 2019. The poster because yeah. I did put it down to 0.25 x speed just for the expert analysis and. We have questions. We have questions. We don't yeah, answer. There's a we'll lot have of them in a week. Yeah, because 2019, that's back with Bianca and Shayna and EO and Kaylee Ray, Dakota, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Rhea Ripley. So as it stands, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, if I remember correct, well, no, Tegan was drafted. Dakota was moved up to SmackDown but never debuted. And actually, I don't think Dakota was was Not was officially. drafted. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't officially drafted. So, could be Dakota. Candice LeRae is pregnant. Avi, Rhea Ripley is currently a tag team champion on Raw. So I think that puts her out of it. Yeah. Shayna, Shayna is. She's busy. Is, She's very busy. She is, and I'd be very upset if they brought her back down to NXT. Bianca, of course, star right now. EO is currently in the women's tag team division. So Kaylee Ray? Potentially. Kaylee Ray is but in then NXT again, UK, Mari, but she hasn't Mari, uh, debuted. Literally, like, a month, two months ago, a month and a half ago, early September, Ember Moon and Kaylee Ray had a match on NXT. Oh, snap. So weird times i don't know who knows yeah. we don't know anything we try to speculate know we know absolutely nothing kelsey geneva we literally know we'll nothing. let you know yeah how we'll, is we'll it let you know what happens it's okay I, I allowed you all to brainstorm so yeah, yeah. Into vent, so, really about our confusion how does that not get leaked though like how are people not like seeing who is going into the like training areas and like tweeting that out with pictures of like who like I'm thinking of like how celebrity sightings are everywhere like how are the rest how is the wrestling community not like seeing the people that are walking into the building to go train and it not getting leaked I think it's part of it well I think it's a couple of things one I think that if I had to 
guess like because they're go- those people are going to train there like all the time and there's so yeah. many people who go to train so even In if you out, see yeah. like um, Ember Moon showing up I mean that's the thing with WWE even on the main roster a lot of people who are not actually on the shows will be backstage mm-hmm. so sometimes there are rumors like hey so and so was backstage like that's a thing mm-hmm. so it's uh, it is interesting but yeah and also like I hope there aren't a ton of people sitting outside their training center with like their iPhones. That that's a that was another issue in the past. Um, stalking incident. Long story. Don't want to talk about it. it probably shouldn't. I mean, yeah. that's a long story. Um, legal. Anyway, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah. There's always rumors. There's always rumors. Gotcha. Always. And you just never know if they're right until it's after it happens. So that's all. That's just how it goes. And NXT is a little bit more insulated because, like we said, they stay at the one building. They don't have to roam around the country and stuff like that. And they can keep their sources a little tighter in NXT with it being mm-hmm. developmental. Um, so if, that's it. Like it, we'll 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 find out when we find out, and we'll pass it along to you guys. There you <laughs> because, go. That's good. Because I, I I am interested to see what's going on. So we can't we have to move on because we haven't even gotten to SmackDown. That was a great in depth um, look at uh, NXT. Again, all the highlights that we're talking about can be found in our sh- our show notes or in the description if you're looking at the YouTube page here. So you can always watch, follow along, and listen. So we got to get to SmackDown. Let's do it. And, Again, there wasn't much. There wasn't much, so that's why it's okay. We spent um, that that time on NXT, but again, we have to come back to Brock Lesnar, Roman, <laughs> WWE official Adam Pearce, and everything—the fallout from Crown Jewel. Because as soon as Brock Lesnar left, he said, "As he said, um, as soon as I see Roman, I'm going to beat the crap out of him." Basically, so Roman comes out to the ring. He he kind of dresses down Paul Heyman for a second because, you know, it's still kind of unclear who Paul was throwing that that championship to, you know. Um, and then uh, Roman dares Brock to come. Roman talks about all the people he smashed during his reign. You guys, he's been champion for like 400-something days. It's been over a year now. He's on a really good heel run. Uh-huh. And then Brock Lesnar shows up. And does exactly what he says he's going to do. He just starts beating up uh, Roman. He starts beating up. I think the Usos come out at one point. He just starts beating. I know the Usos came out at some some point, but he just starts beating everybody up. He he tossed the cameraman. Tossed like broke yeah. the camera. I, I was, was like, like poor cameraman. I can't believe this is happening. Not him. Are, yeah. That, and then I think exactly. they said it might have been a ten thousand dollar camera or something. Yeah. And I was like, yikes. <laughs> and then. Throwing those stairs, throwing oh, yeah, those stairs, stairs. two hundred pound steps. He's like one hundred pounds. Yeah, two hundred pounds. Two hundred pounds. Double it. <laughs> I love Pat. I love Pat. He's so crazy. That's, we know that's not two hundred pound steps, there, Pat. Oh, I you just never like to know. Say, I Roman think he is, didn't know, so he was like, "I'm just gonna throw out numbers." Two hundred pounds. Roman is so extra. Like whenever, if you ever watch a Roman Reigns match and he gets thrown into the steps. Guarantee they're gonna go flying like that. He, when he, he as soon as he hits them, he also throws them. Like I love it. it. It's it's kind of a a callback to he's he's loosely related to the Rock, and the Rock oversells everything, which is why we love the Rock as well. Um, so yeah, Brock Lesnar just went on a, a tear here. So uh, WWE Adam uh, official Adam Pierce had to tell him he was suspended. The only thing I don't like about this is they they've run this storyline before with Brock, like 
Brock is not a full-time performer. He comes and goes and he's very like main attraction-ish. So they've literally done this exact storyline. I can't remember if it was with Roman. It might've been with Seth, but like he comes back, he tears everything up. They suspend him indefinitely. And then he pops up sometime else down the line. So it's a little lazy booking there, but it's still fun to watch him like completely decimate. Involve everyone. Yeah. How is he just suspended? Like, why wasn't he fired? That's my problem. <laughs> you like assault, what, who are all the people he assaulted? He assaulted this camera person. He assaulted uh, the ring post with the yeah. camera. That's Angel damage Garza, to other property. That's not okay. We can't. Yeah, yeah. At that point, few wrestlers too. And but they yeah. shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done it while he was there. As a commentator said, like Adam, like Adam Pierce should wait till he was gone. It's <laughs> like, like that. That man's pants got ripped. Yes. Right <laughs> from that F five. That was that. That yes. was so crazy. Oh I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> it's sad because, like, oh. They pointed it out on commentary, so it's yes, like, oh, pants So you had to look. Like, Dang. you literally had it's to look at the pants ripped in. So embarrassing. It was, it was very, very funny. Uh, so so Geneva, I know you said you had, you were really looking forward to this one, this part here, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I was just, like, legit shocked. Like, I, I was, I, it just went, it went, like, to a whole nother level, you know? He, mm-hmm. you know, throwing people against these stairs throwing the stairs throwing you know um roman against the pole and then they're like oh i don't think anyone's been hit that hard against the pole and just like i don't know just throwing people over these barriers everyone's coming for him he's just throwing them all to the ground and i'm just like i don't i like it was just chaotic people just trying to stop him it just wasn't clearly wasn't working and then you know it clearly showed that like you know roman was like oh well I I'm so superior. I you know I can be anybody. I can be you know Brock and all this sort of stuff. So I'm gonna wait till he comes. I'm not gonna leave until he comes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this man probably regrets this now. <laughs> like he yeah. got destroyed. Like he literally got destroyed. And so I was just like, but this is also the thing. Like Paul is also another example of someone where I'm like, are you act? Is this part of this an act? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are you legit scared? Because like I could understand both. Because some of it looks like he's like doing a little much, but also like part of it was also kind of like, yeah, no, like if I I would be scared of Roman and and Brock, honestly, all you know in general because you know they 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 train, they've been they're you know they're experts that sort of thing. So it was just quite, it was all chaotic. So I was just seeing just seeing the other people beyond. Roman and Brock get involved and seeing what happened to them I think was just like what was like just shocking and surprising to see especially if you've never really watched wrestling and don't know the context of any of this it's just Mm -hmm. like what the heck it's like what's going on yeah and I think the the other thing I would mention too with that is that like I think that it's I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with something there where like obviously it is scripted it predetermined all of those words and you know, it, you know, these are big people. Like if, if Paul Heyman legit just starts laughing at something that they're doing and like not suspending disbelief and not going with it, like these are people who could beat him up for disrespecting. He's, he is, he has been around the business for like 
four decades now, probably. So a long time in prominent roles, great acting ability. Well, uh, very experienced with his acting abilities. I would say he's yeah. very believable. And yeah. I think he's really believable. It's just like he is a very particular character that's like a smarmy, snake, rat type of thing. And, you know, he, I, I could imagine being in the same situation, just like I am legit terrified. That is my role, but I'm mm-hmm. also terrified of these big, meaty men. Slapping me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, Paul Heyman, he's one of the best managers of all time, and it is definitely him playing himself up, yes. and that's that's why we really up. love him for that. Kelsey, uh, what did you think? Um, I agree with all of it, just how it was just just craziness just to watch it all. Um, I So I feel like everything I see, I just assume it's fake. Like I assume that like that cameraman wasn't real, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how like fair that is. But I just wonder when I'm watching this, like if there was a real emergency and mm-hmm. someone had to tell them that there's like the buildings on fire. And so someone else that's not a part of like the choreography comes out and is just like, something's going on like how do they know how do they know to actually stop like hurting each other you know what i mean like oh mm-hmm. yeah so in wrestling we we cut we saw it if you in the jc jane clip um they kind of cut away to commercial so you can see it but if somebody actually gets hurt whenever a big move happens like to the outside or like a big impact move what will normally happen is the opponent if you know if if you land on top of me we're sitting there we're like oh god we're like, you know, on the floor, your opponent is supposed to reach for your hand and squeeze in and reach for your hand and you squeeze to indicate you're okay. You know, it's also a way to test the extremities as well. Um, but it's a squeeze to let you know if okay. If something goes bad, uh, then your opponent or the yeah. ref relays it to the other opponent. Uh, it just depends who's there to catch it first. Yeah. Um, okay. More than likely, it's the ref. The ref is the referees are there to definitely. Uh, catch the mat, catch it, and then also figure out what to do depending on the severity of the injury. Gotcha. So whenever, but um, also, yeah, yeah, what were you gonna say? So just in the case of like fires, oh, like well, that would sorry. <laughs> this very fires specific. No, this very specific <laughs> instance of if there's a fire, in the- why is it? There should not be a fire. Well, okay, <laughs> so there's so much chaos it could start. There a could fire. be a fire, and Brock the is pushing everyone over. So yeah, yeah. I don't what know. If there was a fire in the building, and they were all coming to let him know. Yeah, Lightning gets damaged, Girl, starts a fire. I don't know, and I he's think, just yeah. like pushing people over and throwing hey, things. Luckily, luckily there are like a lot if of there's people, like a flag. Like the, oh my god, the referees have earpieces and yeah. the announcers too. Smart. Yes, and and they they they'll throw the up an out. X sign. If they if you ever see an X sign in wrestling, that means like you have the match has to stop because that's how serious of an injury or. or oh, so there's like signals that everyone's aware of for safety. Yep. Okay, like safe purposes. Words, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm gonna start doing that with my kids. Like, hey guys, like, ah! stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's official now. No more playing around. Just gotta Try stop. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. I love it. Yeah, but that's how that's how it goes. And, and wrestling, it, it, there's so much more to it than you know, fake fighting and stuff like that, and predetermined outcomes. Like 
it really is a, a dance, a choreography as, yeah. as a, who put that, who put it like that? Um, but yeah, like it, it really is. It's a lot. And that's why we, we gave Lady Ref Jess, I, that's what I call it, um, at the top of the show, her props, because it, it really, when you're a referee, you're not just standing there waiting to count three, you know, and, and, uh, I guess I'll talk about it a little bit here, but during the Bianca and Charlotte match on Monday Night Raw, uh, you know, it looked like at one point maybe Charlotte may have um, been knocked out or something for a little bit. Not even knocked out, but like she definitely seemed a little loopy. Like something, sometimes wrestlers, they, they're competing, they might take a bump, but they want to finish the match. And, um, but it could seem like, it's like the NFL in a sense, like they're still not good at um, pulling people out when they need to. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when Matt was coming, commenting, came off a little sloppy with them. The match itself was, was pretty good, but it was overall sloppy because it looked like Charlotte may have, may have, I don't know. It, it kind of seemed like Charlotte may have uh, done something to the point where she wasn't cognizant the, the mm-hmm. whole time. So you could tell during that match, that the ref was um, was directing them way more than you normally would. Some matches, the ref doesn't have to do anything because the the performers themselves know each other so well they can just right. do whatever they want to do. But on Monday, the ref I don't know what the reason was, but you could definitely tell that the ref was very hand, heavy hand in it. Um, it well, if you're looking for it, you, you know. Um, but he's he's very heavy handed with telling them what their spots were. Um, because I, I think something happened with Charlotte. And then like Matt said, the ending left us all, you know, it, we weren't gagging because it was really bad. They, they um, ran over time and it just ended in a regular DQ. Yeah. So um, it, it's, it's all very important. It's all supposed to be for safety and, and it, every piece has to work correctly in order for something like this to happen. A beat down that, that Brock did for this to happen. You know, I'm pretty sure that was, I could tell you that was not a cameraman. I'm pretty sure that was somebody who's used to taking bumps, even though all he did was just get pushed a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they don't put regular people in the, into those roles or whatnot. That encourages camera That's good. violence against Maybe a stunt, a stunt man. I don't know. Yeah. Stunt man. Exactly. It, it, all of the above. All, all At least I would hope so. But the, I hope that was like a really old camera then or something. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. I was like, that yeah. camera must have been like broken already. And they're like, let's do <laughs> they're like, oh, Okay, we have a broken camera. Let's write a whole whole segment around it. Segment around it, yeah. <laughs> like all the studios, the movie, like the film sets and everything. If something gets broken, they're like, you know, just send that over to the wrestling guys. Like they could, <laughs> they could probably use it. They could repurpose exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Any any final comments on Roman uh, Brock saga before we move on? Don't underestimate Brock. Yeah, he's scary. So we have to talk about uh, this uh, again. uh, Matt doesn't remember, but he is. What do you mean? I might remember. He was completely right. We we sat here. We talked about like oh, times I'm right. It's too many. It is so many. Mari reminds me of when I'm right. I just kind 512 of, times. So I'm how, trying to tell give me you a compliment, when I was right, a compliment and you're making it very like hard. To tell that. me about when I was right, Mari. So we were talking about like that we had a fundamental problem going into Crown Jewel that they 
the two women's belts were drafted to the opposite brands. The Raw women's title yeah. was on Charlotte Flair, who was on Smack, drafted to SmackDown, and Becky Lynch is is the SmackDown women's champion, and she was drafted to Raw. So we were like, how are the titles going to get back onto their prospective brands? Yeah. And, you know, I was hoping that Bianca would beat Charlotte on Monday to become the Raw Women's Champion. And then that Sasha would win the triple threat to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. That way that the belts ended up on their respective brands. But instead, like Matt pointed out, that probably won't happen. They'll probably just exchange the titles because they've done this before this has happened before and it was just as boring as before and just as annoying as before this one maybe a little more so though (laughs) i mean i will say this like i don't think i think that it's sad like i don't like to be right about stuff like this because Mm -hmm. it's just it is lazy right and so it happened they went with the kind of lazy approach but I mean, it did end up being kind of an interesting segment between Becky and Charlotte and Sonya Deville, just because things apparently were going a little off the rails and it was really Mm -hmm. awkward, but we'll get into that. Right now. So according to some uh, backstage sources or, you know, the wrestling journalist, um, yeah, uh, Charlotte in particular was not fond of the title exchange here. Um, she didn't want it to make the, this again, this all allegedly from wrestling journalists. We we're not wrestling journalists and take it with a, a grain of salt, uh-huh. but they're saying like, she didn't want her, her title reign to look weak. She didn't want to um, just do the title exchange A rumor has it is that she actually had advocated to drop the belt to Bianca on Monday, which if that's the case, I would have agreed with that. Um, but apparently they're yeah. saying, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, same. Same. Yeah. Uh, but she wasn't happy with the title exchange. And that's why this kind of went off the rails here. So we get like Matt, Matt described off pod. Um, we get Sonya Deville telling Charlotte to hand over her title. And then Charlotte holds out. Like she's going to hand out the title. Then she throws it. And then Sonya Deville is like, go grab the title. And then Charlotte grabs the title. Then we get Sonya asking Charlotte to give it hand it to her. I think she hands her the belt. And then Sonya asks Becky to hand her the belt. I don't know. But Becky throws the belt at Charlotte. Charlotte lets the title fall to the ground. And when I was, I watched this, I watched this live. Yeah. I watched this live. Like I do every SmackDown and me and my husband. And I was like, yo, what is going on here? Like you could, well, t- I was like, this yeah. isn't that like, you could tell it wasn't right. I said like Vince McMahon has to be yelling in the back because he does not like when the, the big boss, he does not like when the titles are like hitting the floor or disrespected yeah. like this. And like both of them hit the floor and yeah. both of them were like very nonchalantly handled and even watching it I, I, I didn't know anything about the we didn't know anything about the backstage heat it just came out this morning um, when the when the uh, segment was airing so it was just really off-putting yeah uh, let me I'll add to that too the other thing that was like off was that there was a point illustrated by this picture on YouTube watch this on YouTube okay. is it was that like Charlotte started talking at one point and just even made a comment as Sonia was talking, like, 
first draft pick, by the way. And Sonia kept talking, and it was clear that Sonia was just like, okay, I'm going to keep saying what I was saying, scripted to say. Yeah. But it was just Charlotte interrupting, and then also turning to the audience to address that. It was very, very odd. Uh, that's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think about this segment? I don't really know what to think about it. Y- y'all talking about this has made me more interested about their like interpersonal dynamics. So you're saying that like backstage, these two don't get along. It's not for show. Well, so, yeah, back. I mean, that's the thing. Here's what I here's what I've kind of got with that. Because I remember mm-hmm. reading an interview a couple months ago, actually, when Becky Lynch, I think it was just after Be- Becky Lynch returned, because um, mm-hmm. she was out, had her um, beautiful child, and was getting back into the business. And someone asked her candidly, like, what's your relationship with Charlotte? And she's like, well, you know, we you, we were really good friends, and we're not in touch every day, or we're not in touch like that often we used to be really close but then it's kind of like you know people grow apart and that was sort of the comment where it was like huh they're not like the best friends that they I'm sure were at at some point Mm -hmm. and so it is interesting to hear this because that kind of backs this up yeah Yeah. and yeah and that's what they they said at the the a little bit more of the reporting was afterwards that there was heated exchanges in the back between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Blair, which again, really weird, like Matt said, because they were friends. They were seen as um, best friends. I've said it on this podcast. Becky was normally the only person that Charlotte would put over consistently. Um, and when we say that means we, she would let Becky win. And when we say let Becky win, we mean like, it's a long story, but Basically, uh, Charlotte Charlotte has enough pull because she's the daughter of Ric Flair that she, you know, she can get things done if she wanted them to get done. And, you know, in the past, I've commented that I I don't think she's really helped um, really put many people over or, you know, and that means like make a star, like, you know, help make somebody else look good. Charlotte doesn't do that regularly to me for enough for my liking and the only person that she used she would do that to is Becky and Becky the reason one of the reasons why Becky is so popular today is because of her feud with Charlotte and Charlotte letting her go over so um really interesting that they now have a a falling out here um but just yeah uh just more on what what you guys thought of seeing the extended clip that, that we sent you yeah uh kelsey did you have any more thoughts no i was just i'm more curious about their just like interpersonal dynamics but yeah Mm -hmm. i i like i like rivalries like i like to see people at odds against each other you know it makes for that's like i feel like that's obvious you know but it's fun to see whenever people disagree and you know have that sort of thing i hope they're not in trouble about the belts yeah i don't know and that and that's the kind of another thing while i was like when i first heard this i was like is this a work so like to let some of the stuff like this leak kind of sometimes helps them push a program. So, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know if this is, I, I thought this was a work, but then like Matt said, there, there has been, people did bring up the past interviews of them talking about they, they grew distant. And then Charlotte's um, fiance uh, tweeted out basically F W W E. So, and 
normally that always because he's not in WWE right now. He's in AEW, and oh. so yeah. So he tweeted F F WWE. He since deleted it, but he's always normally has people go to his Twitter when they take know what, like, what's what's really going on. With yeah, exactly. It was Charlotte. So it wow. doesn't. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, know the other work. thing. The other thing I would just throw into, I mean, so a few, we, well, I guess it's now like a month and a half ago, but Charlotte had another incident situation with another wrestler, Nia Jax, where oh. they, uh, I mean, very much, I, I think everyone was pretty convinced that it was like actually them getting aggressive in the match, like slapping each other around and just, again, it like looked I mean, like were. it was going off the rails. Yeah. and It looked like it was a shoot fight. Exactly. Shoot fight. And like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, to me, if I had to get a sense, of, like, it seems like Charlotte's not very happy in the company or in her role. And because she's Charlotte Flair, daughter of like iconic wrestler Ric Flair, they want her around. They build so much of the company around her. And so, you know, I don't know if she needs a vacation or what she needs. Probably. I don't know her life, but she, just came back. I, she should have it. Give mm-hmm. her give her a vacation and time off and whatever she wants. Yeah. Let, her, let her leave the company, too. But it's, it's hard for me to feel sympathetic for her since she is the champion, the yeah, women's like, champion. It's not re- like it's not she's not she didn't actually beat anyone for the championship. Right. And I think like I think because it's pro like because she grew up in a wrestling legacy, maybe that having the championship. I don't know, but I could see a world where it's like my father was a 16 time champion. Like it's not a big deal. Every other week we have a championship going through our house. So mm-hmm. that's great. But like, yeah, things seem off with her. Um, and so we'll, we'll watch the situation, but it doesn't seem like it's the best. I don't know. Yeah. I want, one day I do want to hear her talk about it though. And like, give us the real tea. That's what we want. And we'll call you up Kelsey and Geneva. Cause that's what, that's what the people want to know. We need the tell all book. Yeah. <laughs> Geneva, what did you think? So, yeah, seeing the belts drop, I was just like, I did. I I felt uncomfortable with that. The disrespect. Um, So, I guess my question though is, is it more because of their relationship that they did not feel comfortable exchanging belts, or was it did it have more to do with the significance of how they? won their belts or I guess that's why I think I was a little Mm -hmm. like you know because I mean I guess it was already complex in itself that they were drafted to the like you know the opposite uh competition but I think that's where I was a little like what was you know the what was it it, did it have to do yeah so the vibe what I I mean here's Mm -hmm. one thing I read in line with this which was just that Charlotte I think Mari you might have said this already but that Charlotte didn't want to look weak which mm-hmm. like handing over the championship, if Charlotte just hands over the championship without, you know, getting on the mic and saying something and interrupting, like in my mind, she clearly did saying things like, I don't think she was scripted to say anything. I think it was just let's reluctantly hand the championships over. I don't think that's what she wanted to happen. Cause that kind of makes this heel character who like, probably would never want to give up their championship will in her mind look a little bit weak so that's kind of what that's my read on it that she just didn't feel comfortable with the i'm gonna give my championship over to 
Becky and and from again from what I saw and who knows what's true and what's not true. That's the thing about wrestling. There are so many rumors and wrestling journalists, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. that are out there saying different things that are not true and that are true, and so we don't know. But it was uh, it seems like that's the root of it. Like, how is my character being booked mm-hmm. essentially? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. How your character is being booked. Um, Also, like, I think with the whole Sasha coming in to, like, beat her up, too. She didn't want to look weak or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It. it, And they said Becky was Becky had a Becky was mad because she felt like Charlotte was trying to make her look bad, which you could tell Becky was a little pissed off when she left the ring because she's like, I'm going to just go. And like normally yeah. she's mm-hmm. she very hams it up and she's like, oh, y'all fight. Go ahead. I'm going to leave. But it was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to go. And um, she's like, I'll see one of you at the Survivor Series. Okay. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so, so yeah, a lot of the rumors are it's like they, they, they're trying to figure out if Becky also calling you know, I saw a lot of people saying like Becky is is trying to take creative control over her character as well. So it seems like both of them are trying to not look weak, and it's just like somebody has to do the job. That's it's wrestling. Yeah. Somebody has to to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing is, this is for a segment that no, you're still both the champions. You know, yeah. And so it's like it's like it's you're very losing annoying. something, but not really. You're, yeah. So that's why I was like, is there? That's why I was saying, is there some sort of significance? them with those because you know I that's why I was wondering it's like weird but if they're yeah, not really then it's like okay it's just they both kind of won the belts around the same time um Becky won hers at SummerSlam and then Charlotte won hers like what a, a few a few weeks July early before yeah like, well wait no I lied that's no wrong. no it was uh she won it at, did she win that she won that summer Slam because Nikki ASA she wanted back. She yeah, wanted back. She wanted back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it's only been it's been two months for yeah. both of them. Mm-hmm. So and they're the belts are equal. They're both women's championship belts for each individual. Yeah. So brand. they're equal. So that's like why a, I was like, yeah. That's why I was like, maybe yeah. if there's a hierarchy, then I would understand. But if they're yeah. both women's no champions, hierarchy. then I'm like, they, okay, those are the top make... women's belt right. per each brand. So it just doesn't make sense. And that's why I'm like, kind of yeah. like, I'm I'm also very annoyed because going in to this i'm like the the feud that that surrounded both the belts leading up to it included sasha banks who we saw mm-hmm. and bianca belair two black women and the feuds themselves were so good and you know the two of them helped shape that feud just for us to get a becky versus charlotte which we've seen time and time again we've seen that that dynamic mm-hmm. so freaking often that i'm like this is i i'm now taken out of this storyline i just want to see if one of them is going to lose the belt beforehand because I just I just don't care I don't I don't care about Becky versus Charlotte for the umpteenth time personally that's just for a general sense I didn't I didn't really care for especially knowing like there's no significance either way of either one of them having one belt versus the other because to me then it's just like what's the point of this so that's why I was like it must have maybe it's the relationship and that the state of that and that probably had to do with it and they just don't want to even though they're getting something back they don't want to give something up so it's just that yeah. pride thing but and again very lazy and and you know maybe charlotte just uh, agrees with us like this is dumb lazy booking why are we doing this yeah. it makes no sense and it, it does it doesn't make any sense at all they pro- they didn't think this through i don't think yeah and they fell back on well if we can't if we'll fit if we don't figure it out just hand off the titles like yeah 
I, I didn't really think about it that much. And it, it seems like it's not like, it's not that serious, Charlotte, you're getting the other championship. But if you think about it, like she won the specific championship, mm-hmm. she's defended mm-hmm. that specific championship, carried it around, held it up, talks about how it's the best thing ever. And then she just gives it away. Mm-hmm. It's like, exactly like you said, Mari, like kind of lazy booking, not that it's anything new, but nope. again, lazy booking. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Maybe, but yeah, I could get that frustration. And again, maybe what, hopefully one day we'll actually we'll f- like, hear her side. We'll, yeah. we'll have her on the wrestling or half up and interview it. her about this. I love that. No, I would love that. But all of that <laughs> is. Mari it, and Charlotte. <laughs> it, so Sasha came in, and even the whole Sasha and Charlotte brawling thing was, it felt awkward. Again, uh, me uh, watching it, even not knowing, and my judgment is not clouded because I said all of this at the time. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, this doesn't even feel like this is electrically charged here. I think Sasha was trying to do a good job and trying to bring the mood around. She tried to turn it around a little bit with her, her, her promo before, you know, before she stepped to Charlotte, but it was one thing clear. The boss, the standard, the blueprint runs the blue brand. brand. (laughs) You think you're going to come in and take over. Well, you're out of your damn mind. And then, <laughs> but this is a PG show, Sasha. Yeah. Which, nice. uh, again, Charlotte pointing that out, her clearly going off script. Because if, 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 um, Sasha said damn or the B word, it is because they put it in that script for her to say that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll and see. they both oh, felt okay. left out. And they That's just love taunting each other, you know. Mm-hmm. So we gotta talk. We gotta we gotta get through these these last um few things here. But we had the coronation of King Xavier Woods. Oh my gosh, this was so great. Uh, we didn't put it at the top here at the top of the crown jewel thing because we knew we were going to talk about it here. Um, Xavier Woods. Oh my gosh, like Xavier Woods winning King of the Ring. You guys, it's it's like the biggest thing ever because huh? Xavier Woods talked about it. He he's been wanting to be king of the ring since he was like ten when he had decided Aww. he was going to become a wrestler. He was like, "That's the one thing he wants to do." And we talked about it last week. We never, we don't think he'll probably ever get a WWE championship. It, it just depends yeah. because he is not the typical um, height for the champions that Vince McMahon prefers. So all he wanted was King of the Ring. The King of the Ring tournament comes and goes whenever it feels like it. It it, it used to be a weekly, uh, a weekly, a yearly thing in the um, mid to late 90s to early 2000s. But then it was discontinued for like years and years. And then they would have one like sporadically. So So he's always wanted to be King of the Ring, but King of the Ring has not been consistent during his stint at WWE. I think there there were like two or three tournaments. He's he's been in the WWE for at least like on the main roster for seven years. Um in that seven years, I think this is probably the fourth King of the Ring, something to that effect. Don't quote me on that. But everybody, this was the only storyline going into this tournament that anybody really cared about because we all knew his passion for it because he talks about it for years like when there's never been a tournament. So it was 
it was so great that WWE did not try to do a swerve, like a twist or anything like that. Just put the crown on the man that the whole crowd knows wants it. And who also is really good at character work, which I'm, I'm pretty sure you see, see in this clip here yes. that just, just do it. And they did it. And I was like, I was legit like half crying watching crown jewel. I was like, Oh my God, they did it. <laughs> you know, it was, it was such a, a great moment. And to see him and, and Kofi come out here and just be goofy and talking about how he's going to set up his reign. I cannot like, I literally cannot wait to see what happens next when it comes to, to them. So yeah, this was so, so, so fun. Uh, Kelsey, what did you think? I loved it. It was so full of energy. Like, I just yeah. loved how energetic it was and how well they worked together. Like, we were talking about, like, tag team partners in the ring, like, working really well together. But I feel like this, they weren't even fighting, but they clearly, like, are great partners together. Like, I yes. assume I assume they're their partners together. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the New Day. Yeah. yeah. Xavier Woods and, and Kofi Kingston. There you go. Yeah, they they just seem to play off each other really well and like keep the energy up and exciting. And I really liked it. Yeah. And <laughs> sorry, Geneva. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? Yeah. And I think even with that backstory, Mari, I think it makes it even more exciting and like more of a happy moment to see and witness. Although at first I was like, why? why is he holding the mic sideways like that? I, yes. I, don't know, I, find, I found that very that. strange, but I had I that like, same thought. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, that's a little strange, but otherwise, you know, I, I loved hearing his speech, you know, how much like it really meant to him. Um, Sophisticated. And, you know, they, they were part of his dream and they helped make his dream a reality. So mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of like, it was, you know, it was a pretty fun moment. And so I really did enjoy watching it, but, the mic thing was the one thing that stood out to me. Like, why are you holding your mic like this? But you know, alas, yeah. it was good. It, yeah. Xavier Woods always does that because it's like it's another thing to make him stand out, and it's just so, it's just so funny. It's it, it's like it, it's so pompous. It feels like it really does. Like he's it's holding so, a like a yeah exactly glass like, like an ear corn yeah yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, any thoughts? Yeah, just like it, it's nice to see. We got to see the upgrade of his character in real time, like with the crown, mm-hmm. the scepter, the cloak of protection was another yes. thing. To me, if I, I maybe this is just because he's such like a video game nerd, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like kind of guy. But I get, I got like Power Rangers vibes. I feel like he just like defeated the biggest villain and mm-hmm. he was just being celebrated for it and it was amazing but i i thought that this was this was great and it's cool that you know xavier woods is being given more you know given more by his name because i think yeah. at crown jewel that when they introduced him it was like and please welcome a member of the new day xavier <laughs> woods it's not like they listed accolades. And so yeah. at least he has this accolade to go by his name um, for this foreseeable future. Outside of the tag team. Because exactly. Yeah. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Biggie were all they're all a part of the New Day faction. And Kofi Kingston and Biggie. Biggie is the current WWE champion. We just haven't talked about him uh right. today because he he got a really good win over Drew at Crown Jewel, but it was just like a transitional thing like it was just like a it was a great match but we knew what was going to happen and Kofi Kingston was um the only the the second was he was he the first or the second the the first w, black WWE champion he was the first one the 
the Farouk stuff is still kind of questionable. The Rock stuff is questionable. One of the very um, few. He, yeah, he yeah. Really there's there's not end. been many black men who have been WWE champions. And so Kofi was crowned about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Big E just won from another. So anyways, so Xavier Woods, this is one of, and they've, they've been like 11 time tag team champions. So they are, they're, they are a really good group. They are like one of the most like decorated tag teams of all time. Arguably the, one of the greatest tag teams factions, if you will, of all time. But this is the, basically the first time that Xavier has had a title outside of the tag team. Cause he was the one who seems to be, if, if I'm going to put this in, um, relatable terms he's like the michelle of the group uh, in a sense when it comes to how people can view uh-huh. him even though again I mean, still good yeah 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 you know. perfect comparison yeah exactly so um that's why we're so happy for him plus whoever gets the king of the ring gimmick they basically have to they get a king gimmick so they have to make the gimmick work and very few people can really do that in a in a a way that matters so it's going to be so interesting to see him in this gimmick i need i hope they continue this kofi Uh, kingston reading the scroll like i need kofi kingston to be his town crier like i need that (laughs) he was so he was a lot but it was great i mean it goes (laughs) along with the whole bit so it worked out very well but i was just like yeah this crown shall serve as a physical representation of the respect that you've earned and that you shall now receive today and forever till the end of time and i'm like i don't know about that but (laughs) i guess may we all have such a hype man like yeah i I need that yeah (gasps) this is so fun and and again a lot of this for um smackdown why i didn't send so much it was like setup like this is a setup I i thought maybe somebody would run out and interrupt but i i think this was a good call that they just let him like bask in the moment and then figure out what they're gonna go with next week they probably hadn't come up with a program for him yet so this is good We'll see how that goes. Um, and then like a lot of, we got um, a, re- so a few rematches from Crown Jewel as well that, that, that night. So that's why it was just like, it was like definitely a, um, a cooling off SmackDown. It's like, well, let's address what we need to address um, from the previous just like night. A fun. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll see, we'll start with the actual like legit getting into the new storylines next week. And that's, that's very much what, what I got from, from this episode. So the final thing I want us to talk about before we have to go is Hit Row's debut. So again, Hit Row was um, drafted to SmackDown during the draft. And last night was their debut. They're like a faction. Um, and they had like a quick squash match over some jobbers but uh, our our question to you guys is, with no context, what did you think of Hit Row here? We'll start with Kelsey. Uh, they seemed fun. I liked their little rehearsed um, speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. Yeah. And it, it seemed like they played well off of each other and they were like excited about each other. And it was fun how they were like introducing themselves and everything. Yeah. So it seemed like they were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the, the our favorites, a lot of our guests um, always want updates on Hit Row. <laughs> Geneva, what did you think? 
Yeah, I thought they were a, a dynamic group. Um, it was really interesting just to kind of see their personalities like blend together and to see like, you know, hear what they had to say about themselves. Cause I was like, oh, I don't, I was like, wait, are they performers? I was like, no, they're not really, but, um, you know, and then going in to see actually like, um, Hit Row compete. Um, I just thought, I just thought my, at least my favorite ride from, line from the actual, um, like the the SmackDown um, competition was um, when all of Wichita was on top of Top Dollar right now. I just thought that was a great line from the commentator, just because he literally had was carrying both of them, which was like yeah, both yeah. insane. Was it's like, like wow. me leaving the park with my toddlers. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the one on under each arm, one on top. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh and the one thing I would say, the, their presentation, they really should have thought it through a little bit, a little bit better. Just because um, Hit Row, they are like kind of like it's kind of like a loose like a, they're a rap group because three of them are actual like rapper singers. Like B Fab oh. is yeah, B Fab yeah. is like a singer rapper. Top Dollar is a single, a singer, ra- oh, sorry, a rapper. And so is Isaiah S- Swerve Scott. He's a rapper. Uh, Shanti the Adonis is, is there and he's reciting his lines. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> is the, yeah. Is he the one producer? The three MCs? There producer? you go. You know what? He is behind the keyboards every time, like, they're in the studio. Point. <laughs> Think about it. He is the one sitting down whenever they're like, oh, like well, the that's why band. I think at first I was like, oh, so this is like a rap group. But then I was yeah, like, they, no, yeah. this is, but, Technically, no. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Yeah. You know, and that's, so that's why, why I said the presentation. The presentation was a little off because they left their music on when it's like, but they weren't trying to be on beat with the music. They should have, you know, they dimmed their music. They should have turned it off and just let them do their spoken. They they do like a sometimes in the ring they either will rap. They we've seen them do like an actual rap performance with a beat and all of that, or they'll just do like a spoken word type of thing as they're coming down to the ring, which is why I think that's what they were trying to do. But it was very confusing when they also had the beat under them. And I don't know I don't know if the people in the back don't understand how that is off putting for people who know yeah, it's distracting Audio-wise. for people who know what rap should sound like. So turn that down, turn that off, let them just recite their lines. Lyrically, the way they want to recite it, and it's way better than you putting a random track under them. Well, or just have a like. It's great that they had the track under. It's not great because well, I noticed Bfab at the beginning was like cut the music, and then they didn't cut the music, and then they had like, the other words under. But I think it's just like give them a beat Classic. to work with. Like I feel like someone was like, "Ooh, this sounds really good. Let's 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 let it keep going." They sound, and it did sound, like they sound good. I like when they have the music in the background because it adds something. Yeah, but it also doesn't give them like the flexibility to react to the crowd. Exactly, as they might. They should do. have a beatboxer. Yeah, that mm. I mean, that I might cross know. a line. No, I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm just like, um, no. It, but that's the thing. So yeah. in NXT, they've they've their song that's playing the hit row, like that's them. So they've yeah. actually performed their song to their ring which I think is way better. Like if you're going to do something that like, because it's the same words, it is like it, you know, but it's hard to do because if your, your walk to the ring is like a, a 30 seconds to a minute, you know, you kind of want to get it all in there. Um, so it makes sense that they would just do their promos to the ring, which is what a lot of people do. Again, it's just, it's, it's just weird. Don't, don't, Le- turn the beat off. If if the beat fabs has turned the beat, turn turn it off. Yeah, like, listen. She knows. Yeah. 
Who did she, Mari? Who does did Bfab record with? I know I should Ooh, I know forget. This, but it was someone who is a big deal, and I mm-hmm. don't remember, and I'm ashamed. Um, but yeah, like I th- I don't know. This was awesome. Still, I don't want to. I want to like just put over how amazing it is just to see them like exist in the wrestling world anyway, because they're so different than a lot of what's existed. Um, we'll see where it goes, though. It was entertaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to watch. That's all we could ask for, right? Mm. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Hit Row makes their debut. Can't wait to see what happens with them next. Hopefully, they'll figure out that music, those music cues, <laughs> whoever's in production <laughs> back there. But um, that wraps up the highlights of the week. All the highlights of the week can be found in your show notes or in our description on YouTube. Um, hopefully you were following along. And um, before we go, before we wrap up and do our plugs and all of that, um, Kelsey, what was your favorite thing that you saw over the week? Tell us, like, what's the lasting impression you're taking away from your second time here? Um, give us your thoughts. The Sopranos storyline. I'm yeah. I'm taking that with me. I'm so curious what's going to happen with the producer. If like he's going to come out and they're going to fight each other in the ring. Like I'm so I I I enjoy that. It's like a, a just a story. So or I mean a there's a lot of it, but yeah, it's it's almost mm-hmm. like a mystery. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm taking that with me. That's what's still on my brain. That's funny. I could also see like the producer showing back up and then yeah. Tony D'Angelo walking backstage and the producer sees him and like runs away. Yes. <laughs> There's so much they could do. Yeah. Yeah. They bring exactly. the car on the ring and then he pops out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're gonna ever see that that uh producer ever again ever again i don't think anyone's <laughs> gonna like see that producer again the yeah. <laughs> forget about Geneva. it oh, yeah forget it. Geneva, what about you what was one of the things your takeaways from this week oh takeaways well i don't know about takeaways but i mm-hmm. just think one thing that i will just i'll just remember is just yeah. you know uh brock lesnar <laughs> just in general <laughs> yeah and and um you know and Roman Reigns. I just think that that's going to be something that's to remember. Something to remember yeah. for a long time. Um, it was, it definitely like, I literally was like, I literally just had like a shocked look on my face, like where I saw it all went down. I was like, whether this is acting or not, I was just like, this is a mess. When I saw the camera thrown, I was like, uh oh, like this, this has gone, this has got ripped pants. I was just like, this is chaotic. Um, and then, of course, because, you know, Matt mentioned our, um, the theme that we're seeing this week, these, you know, family ties, you know, in mm-hmm. Dexter um, and that beautiful love story and Johnny and the, the, all that whole involvement and that whole dynamic, I think, is also something I will remember. Yes. Yes. Awesome. yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for ha- we we are so glad you guys could come on here. We're glad to have you. Of course, you know we might reach out again, have you back on if you want to come back on. No pressure. Uh, but <laughs> Kelsey, can you tell the people where they can find you? Uh, y'all can find me at on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at K Razmondi, I believe, or is it Kelsey Razmondi? Oh shoot. I think it's K <laughs> Razmondi. Is it Kelsey? No, it's just K. Just K. Okay, great. K Razmondi. Uh-huh. 
I don't, that tells you how much she goes on her Twitter. <laughs> I don't tweet at myself very much. So I don't ever have to type my own username very much. But yes, at KRasmandi, I'm on Twitter. Watch a lot of the the shows, the RHAP shows, watching Survivor right now. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed being on today and tapping back into the wrestling world. It's always fun to see what, what they're all up to. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Geneva, where can people find you? Oh, people can find me at Peace Love Jen. Matt said it at the very beginning in my mm-hmm. wonderful introduction. Um, that's where I tweet about life reality TV. So right now, um, Dancing with the Stars, um, Bachelorette. Um, I'm tweeting oh, about yes. Survivor. I'm tweeting about any anything that's going on. Basically, I you know I I just tweet too much. That's kind of my thing. So um, if you if you want more, no uh, such thing. Tweets, uh, well, yeah. I t- I tweet a lot. If you want more tweets, you can follow me there. Um, and then you can also um, support uh, Silent Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, we have a lot of different content over there. We're covering um, Penthouse, if you watch that. Matt did a wonderful coverage of Black Widow Brigade, which was uh, lovely to have. Um, and then we um, are we got some Project One Runway coming. We have a lot yeah. of different um, content nice. to come soon. Um, so definitely find us on social media and find us on Twitter. Um, Twitch, YouTube, all those fun platforms. And thank you so much for inviting me, Matt and Mari. I had a, a fun time and, you know, I might check out some clips in the future of um, yeah. some of these contests to find out the aftermath of um, some of these events. Awesome. Yeah. So glad to hear that. Matt, what have you been up to? You know, keeping it simple. Uh, Geneva mentioned uh, the Black Widow Brigade pie. Black Widow Brigade podcast over on Silent Podcasts where um, we are anything but silent. It was good to be able to do that. I don't think there's any more Black Widow Brigade content coming up for this season of the show. But yeah, just had fun talking about that with uh, Latanya Starks and Grace Leader, who have both been part of the wrestling wrap up. And, you know, other than that, I'm here at the wrestling wrap up talking wrestling and you could find me at matt scotchy w follow me on twitter and tweet me about all the things um call me out for things i said uh, seriously not seriously it's fine uh mm-hmm. probably won't block you may or may not block you pro- hopefully yeah. not but um you know no thanks for thanks for tuning in everybody and mari where could the people find you Okay, so uh, you can always follow me on Twitter and I guess both of us on stereo uh, yeah. at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like the number two. The number. Yeah, the number. Uh, last week I was on the um, challenge podcast talking with Brian about the challenge. Love doing that. And of course, so happy to announce that me, Chappelle, and Latanya Starks Ooh. are um, going to be on post show recaps this season, recapping the fifth and final season of Insecure on HBO. So please come and check us out. We will be doing weekly episode recaps. They should be dro- they should drop on like Tuesdays by Tuesday at least. Um, but I'm so so happy to talk about one of my favorite most groundbreaking shows on its final season. I, I feel like talking about it is the only way that's going to get me through um, the sadness of its 
leaving. Oh. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm so glad that we can um, bring this to PSR and, and thanks to Josh for letting us do this. And I'm so excited. We just dropped a preview yeah. podcast for it. So um, this is the fifth season. So we try to recap season one through four, which is so much to get through. So yeah, stick with us on wow. that. Um, but it was, it was so fun. It's so great. Me, Latanya and Chappelle are just cutting up half the time. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, tell a friend, tell a friend, like, uh, uh Sasha would say, and, um, go support us, uh, with that. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Now what do we do? Yep, that's it. That, that is oh. that is literally it. Um, but we also want to remind you guys to please rate and review Wrestling Rehab Up on your wrestling feeds. Um, just you can always email us again. Um, email send your emails to wrestling at robhasawebsite.com and we will see you guys next week. Well. You know, watch out for any flying elbows. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.